You have now entered the Penny Bloom Podcast. Hosted by none other than Colton Robinson and Tavares Pennington. I hope you are prepared for a show unlike any that you've ever seen before. Or heard, I guess it's a podcast. So you aren't going to see anything. Hello, everybody. Hello. It is us again. We are back. Coro Bloom. Let's have a pen. That's me. How you been doing, buddy? Good, you know? A little, little tired, but Yeah, it's, it's, good. it's been a couple days since I've seen you. It has. It, it's been like like two. Maybe two three. days. Yeah. Two days. Long time, man. Yeah. Can't keep going on these long, long periods of time. Yeah, I missed you. Linking up. I know? missed you a lot. I missed you too, you know? I mean, I, I know we went a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but these two days, man, they've been rough. Rough, you know? Once you get back together, you can't like... You can't, you can't, can't separate us like that again. I know, I know. We're made to be together. Alright, so today, today we are discussing the best album from every year of the 2010s. 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18. 19 isn't over, therefore we won't be discussing it. Therefore. So, we'll jump right into it then. Let's go. 2010, what'd you go with? Uh, well, we, I th- we agreed on, on 2010, and I don't think anyone could disagree in my um subjective but still objective opinion um, absolutely yeah <laughs> uh, it's uh, it, had, it had to be my beautiful dark twisted fantasy by kanye west zero um, doubt this was an album that really characterized rap especially for 2010 but it was special because it didn't only characterize rap but kanye did so much on this album like he took all these different influences and sounds and, and made it into this great collage of music that was so multifaceted. It was, it was stunning, really. You're absolutely right. What, I'm, uh, what I always loved about this album is I feel like it highlights every single aspect of Kanye West's creativity. Yeah. It illuminates it, you know? Like he is at his best here. I, I'm confident in saying it's probably his best album. I, I think so too. I think either. Well, uh, personally, I think I might go. Gra- I'm a graduation. Graduation. Yeah, guy. I mean, yeah. I love. You know, graduation. 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 That was something. That was something. That's that's when that's before Kanye but, got a little experimental. Yeah, exactly. But it, it, it really depends on where you value uh, experimental Kanye versus. Uh, classic Kanye. Classic. Is that, is that what we'll call, yeah, make, we'll call it? Make Ye Great Again. You make know? Ye Great Again. Yeah, that's, that's that's the origination of that. But My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy was, for me, obviously I, I wasn't listening to music super like heavily in yeah. 2010. Definitely yeah. not the the uncut version of this album. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was 10. You <laughs> yeah, know? I was 10. But Since then, though, listening, I, I've grown a love for this. That's... Yeah, exactly. But like listening back through this discography, it seemed like My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy really marked when Kanye was going to uh, like surpass everyone else in terms of his artistic expression and his talent in that area. You're absolutely right. I agree with you completely. Like I, I think he was making good music before that, but he wasn't making like like music that would stay in the canon of of, of rap forever. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this was uh it was it was pushing rap forward, it you really know. Was. This laid the groundwork for artists like uh, Tyler. Mhm. 
and uh, Kevin Abstract, Rockhampton, mm-hmm. all them. Like, I feel like you can heavily hear the influences yeah. of this and later Yeezus mm-hmm. in their music now. Especially Igor that just came out exactly. by Tyler. You yeah. can hear a lot of My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Mm-hmm. And it's it's pretty crazy to see how much Ye has changed the game. You it know? is, it is. He yeah. pushed it forward to a point where you couldn't ignore it, you mm-hmm. know? How, what was your favorite thing that he did on this album? Like, not speaking, like, specific song-wise or anything, but just, like, musically. Like, he did a lot of new new things on this album. Was... Uh, I feel like you can, for the first time, or not the first time, because you heard it a little bit on 808s, mm-hmm. but uh, he really gets into that Bon Iver influence. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's 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 awesome. And the fact, like... Bonnie Bear and Kanye don't seem like a like match. No, they, they do, oh they do now. They do now. They do. They now. didn't yeah. though. If you if you go in order and you listen to graduation, late registration, mm-hmm. all those, you're not gonna expect him to switch up to this Bonnie Bear type artist the way 808s started shifting him there. Exactly, and like even just like going back and you go listen to. Uh, uh, graduation for instance and then you go listen to forever for emma forever ago and like just to see like what these two artists are doing completely completely different completely different, like, different spectrum completely different musical styles completely different genres but that's that's the best part about it because they they, they kind of transcended that gap between them for sure and that that allowed them i think that's kind of like the mechanism that kanye used to push his music forward was yeah, yeah. just taking these huge gaps and being like no that gap doesn't exist anymore we're gonna merge no, these everything's two. everything's yeah. coming together and what's awesome is like like I said earlier it laid the groundwork for like Tyler and mm-hmm. Brockhampton and there's like so and, many more I mean like Francis mm-hmm. and the Lights has, has come of exactly. this Bon Iver yeah. Kanye sound a lot of Chance music I feel mm-hmm. like has come of this uh, and there's just so many more artists yeah. that like and really I'm, were like, found what I see this. it as is like all those artists that you listed like they are known because they they don't stick to a specific genre. Tyler especially, like oh, yeah. they they don't they don't subscribe to like these like ideas of what rap music should be or what R and B or alternative should be. But instead, they just kind of like they blend, take it. what they like, and they blend it, and then they do it like to a well enough degree that you get a completely different and unique experience each time. For sure, which is just crazy. Uh, favorite song? Runaway. Has to be easily. I, I, we have it playing in the background right now for anybody who can't hear it. Yes, yeah. And I, I know we did this intending to, to have separate albums and separate songs, but like this you one can't, start, you can't disagree like, here. Runaway was was <coughs> especially having Pusha T on it. Like Ooh, Pusha's verses. That, that's nice. another thing I love about this album was the, nice. the features. Toy. The the <laughs> so toy. Toy. <laughs> the the list of features that he had on this album. Yeah, like, I mean, he had I, Rose, he had Nicki, he had Jay Z. Who, who did he, he have? That's the question. It was like, crazy. Swiss Beats, like Pusha, like oh my god, it was Cuddy. Top like, to bottom, perfect. The the features list. You can't oh, yeah. you can't get better oh, yeah. than the features he had on this. Oh yeah, no, no, you can't. And uh, in case you didn't know, do you, do you know the original conception that Kanye had for this album? I don't. So he initially, when he first told his label about this album, he said, "I'm gonna do." Um, 10 20 minute songs i believe um 10 20 minute songs yeah some variation of that where he would have just like a a a small amount of songs but they would each be incredibly long now obviously the 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 label was like that didn't go over nobody's gonna fucking listen to that kanye (laughs) they were like uh kanye (laughs) no 
and but here's why. We'll see. <laughs> you you work on that, but yeah, it's not gonna make it. <laughs> yeah, which uh, probably makes sense. That that sounds like a grueling listening experience, but with Kanye, I'd give anything a chance if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, just with his creative ability, honestly, mm-hmm. if I heard the idea that this man was coming out with twenty. Uh, what would you say, 10, 20 10, minute? 20-minute tracks. I would absolutely listen to it. Oh. I mean, not in one sitting. Oh, I'm not spending 200 minutes listening yeah. to this Yay album. <laughs> but I mean, I'll give it a shot, you know? Because, yeah. like, this man, he's done so well in terms of just, like, every aspect of his creativity, fashion. I mean, like, he obviously has some duds. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody does, though. Yeah, exactly. But the fact that he's willing to take those risks and shit, mm-hmm. that's what makes him one of the greatest ever. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, yeah, I really think that Kanye, like, really started... Because right after this, he had 808s and Heartbreak. It was uh, right, uh... Or, right, uh or was, I think it was right before. I oh, think... Sh- I think was 808? Oh, yeah, you know, you're 808s right. 808s was right. an 08, I think. Okay. Or 09, one of the yeah, two. But, uh, like, the influence that you hear from 808s to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, it's a progression. And I, I really love that Kanye, like, executed Pushed it, forward. it so well. Yeah. yeah. Want to go on to 2011? Yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's start with yours. All right. So my 2011 album was "Watch the Throne" by Jay Z and Kanye, Kanye West. West again. Once again, he was on the street here. West, uh, <coughs> yeah, Ye is the most occur is one of the most occurring artists on this list. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah, but my main reason for <coughs> this album being the album of, of 2011 was because, uh, like, when you look at the historical context of this album. You got Jay-Z, and you got Kanye. Jay-Z is a rap veteran. Kanye, he's made his name basically as a veteran. But he was a person who was, excuse me, largely ushered along by Jay-Z and mentored by Jay-Z. So seeing them, like, kind of get to that peak in their career and then do an album together, which definitely signified that they were still at the peaks of their career. Yeah. Incredible. And, like, I, I just really, like, love all the songs in this album, like, going through it, like, you really get what like when I think of a Jay Z and Kanye West album. This is what it should be. Yeah. This yeah, and yeah. like I also I'm gonna take a pause from the content point of this, mm-hmm. but I would like to point out that the transition we made was absolutely perfect. Right as Runaway stopped, Otis started playing. Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> you can't plan this shit, people. <laughs> Meant to be. We are out here. All right. All right. Back to it. But Meant uh. To be. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, when you think about Jay and Ye, like you said, this mm-hmm. is what it's supposed to be. And back in 2011, I was 11, 12, so, like, I heard uh, People in Paris. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that, and I liked Otis. Mm-hmm. Specifically Otis. I loved Otis. Oh, yeah. But, like, as time has passed, I've gone back and I've listened to it, like, all the way through. And, I mean, like, mm-hmm. No Church in the Wild is one of my favorite songs ever. Ever. Just, like, ever. That, that song was re- ridiculous like the the beat to, to the, the progression to frank to like it was perfect oh like, and to even like go get frank at this time like yo this was before this was before channel orange and they, they, they still knew what they, they were like nah this dude frank this is, dude is up this yes, guy is, is coming up. up he is next and it was really just a, a historical moment for me uh I know, like, Otis specifically, I have a, a lot of great memories. That was back when I had my little... Viva Mexico. Uh, <laughs> I had my little iPod shuffle, and uh, th- that was, pr- I think, my most listened to song. And, like, that song came on. I'm, I'm saying every verse, every word, like, 
not hesitating. I knew like this song right here. Backwards, backwards. Private jets flying over you, made that bumper stick leaves over, overdue. Yay is chilling, yay is chilling. What more can I say? We're killing them. Uh, okay, yay. And see, like, how oh, the, the punchlines to like the, 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 we said, uh, the sophisticated to, ignorance, right? My curses and curses. That's, that's, that's the greatest line in 2011. I'm just gonna go ahead and say, oh, I'm gonna I'm agree with you 100%. Sophisticated ignorance, right? My curses and cursive, like. I mean, if you can top that, let me know. If you can't, like, <laughs> if you can't, I don't. I, there's not much that's better no, ever. Not, not really. Like when I when I heard that, like I was just like, that's one of those moments where you just start banging your head. Just, oh yeah, just, like it's just like, uh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So Our, what was your what was your 2011 pick? My pick was uh the classic Take Care, classic. Drake. Yes. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't as innovative as those ones we were talking about, but mm -hmm. it was just that good, you know? Yeah, yeah. He really came correct with this one. It was a perfect balance of his pure rap talent that we talked oh, yeah. about last episode, mm -hmm. where, like, early on in his career, you could tell, like, this guy yeah, could no. spit. You could definitely tell. And he started mixing in. It, well, he didn't start mixing in, but you, he really started putting an emphasis on the R&B side where he was singing. And specifically, it stands out on the classic feel song, Marvin's Room. Classic. Every time, one of the most just, just right in the heart. Every time, if if you don't understand it, you're just too young. You'll you're just there. too young. You're you'll not there, there yet, you know. <laughs> but trust, trust and believe, you you you'll get there. You'll oh get yeah, there. with the uh, and I think like the music is there. Like it is, it really very is, very yeah. good. But I don't think it's like enough to make it a classic or anything. I think what'll ultimately you don't think make Take Care is a classic. I think it is, but I don't think the pure mute like. When you look at it next to a lot of the albums on this list, mm -hmm. it's not, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, when you put it up to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy yeah. and a few others, we'll, we won't spoil it, but it's not. I think yeah. the nostalgic value of it definitely will make it a classic, mm -hmm. and I think it, it, it is broadly viewed as a classic, yeah. don't get me wrong, and he just but had... it's, there's, there's levels to this shit, you know? <laughs> there's levels to this shit, yeah. He had so many, like, smash hits, <laughs> like, not just hits. Smash, dude. Hits. I mean, take care headlines. of itself with Rihanna. Yeah, headlines. Ooh. Take care. Uh, Marvin's what's, what's room. The, Marvin's off. room. What's the song with uh, Rick Ross? Um, I can't remember the name of cameras? it. Cameras? No, 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 no. It's not cameras. It's a uh, very no. That's Kendrick. Uh, that was hard too. Buried oh, the alive. Buried alive under them. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now open your mind up and listen to me, Kendrick. <laughs> yeah, you really. He was really just like going for it on this album. And that was swimming pools, completely it, uh, unrelated. <laughs> uh, oh, shot for me. That's what it was. Ooh, shot, shot for me. me. Over my oh, dead body. Uh, underground kings. Ooh, like take my crown to the grave. I'm an underground king. Like, I bet we can make tonight the greatest story ever told. Hyper. Hyper. Hell yes. Fucking right, Tav. The motto. The motto. Ask you out of photo. You already know the. You only live <laughs> once. That's the motto, brother. You know. <laughs> I'm white. Yeah, no. That... <laughs> oh, and we haven't even mentioned crew love by the weekend. Loving the crew. Loving the crew. <laughs> All right, but I, I, I will say, I will say. You, you remember? <laughs> sorry. You remember that tweet that was like that video of that chick who was dancing? She was like, she was just like bopping her head around. They were like, yeah. if you if you play crew love at the same time, it goes perfect. It was like. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that sweet, yeah. But we, got, we, get, we do have to talk about the fact that it is basically common knowledge that a, a, a man by the name of uh, Quentin Miller... Quentin Miller wrote this shit. He, he wrote a lot of this album. 
uh, it, a lot of his influence is, is throughout this album, and I think that's a, a large reason why Drake has never been able to really get back to this. This, yeah. And, like, after he did this, this is all people wanted. This was also the best production 40 ever did for him. Oh, yeah, no. Be- uh, besides, nothing was the same. Those two albums were, mm-hmm. that was peak 40 for him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I'm trying to think of when I really think that fell off. Like, 40, 40 didn't do as much work for him on Views. Or more life, yeah. So it was it missed again. But Scorpion, he came back with that. He did. He came back he with did. forty, and that's and you felt that take care. You uh-huh. felt the old Drake, and that yeah. was nice. It, it was nice, and I think that's a lot of the reason why Scorpion did as well as it did is because there's kind of like when it, him splitting the album A side and B side like he did. It gave you it was the two best things. To I love Scorpion. I didn't at out. first. At first, I'm, yeah, yeah. On first listen, I was like, ah, you know, it's Drake. It, and that's the thing about Drake too is yeah. like he doesn't change a lot. Exactly. Yeah. He's gonna keep Drake, doing Drake's gonna thing. keep doing his thing. He's gonna keep doing it well. I mean, it sells, mm-hmm. and it'll age well. But like when you first hear it, you're gonna be like, "Oh man, it's nothing new." Yeah. Yeah. It's just exactly. Drake. Exactly. Yeah. I do think Scorpion grew on me too, and I, I do uh, admit that it's a good album. Uh, but yeah, it's like you said, he just can't really vary his style. As much, and I think that kind of holds him back in a lot of areas. Yeah, it definitely does. 2012. 2012. It's a good a, kid, Mad City. This was another one of those years. Like, if, if you say anything else, then you yak, must not. Yak, 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 yak. <laughs> you must not have listened to this album. Like, I, I don't know how else to tell you. This was the best album of 2012, and it's it's ridiculous it didn't win the Grammy. It lost to the heist. By Macklemore and oh, Ryan geez. Lewis. I forgot about along that. With that wow. Along with that, wow. I think uh, uh, Magna Carta, Holy Grail, Jay-Z, that, that Jesus. Was... All those three albums lost to oh, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Oh, man. And Born Sinner came out. I'd like, and Born Sinner. I'd like to apologize from the whites <laughs> for Macklemore and Ryan Lewis doing anything. <laughs> That won awards over Kendrick, Jay Z, Kanye, and J. Cole. That's just I'm, I'm flabbergasted. It won over. I think it won over Watch the Throne. I might be wrong there, but I think that's actually what it won over. Oh really? Wow. Yeah, because th- th- if I think Watch the Throne came out pretty late, 2011. So yeah, yeah, yeah. A 2012 Grammy consideration. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no. Th- I mean, like Macklemore, your Macklemore. You shouldn't be Grammy winning, but it's fine. It's fine. I mean, you're making some good pop songs, you know. Some good. You'll some hit good, the radio. Some good pop rap. You I, know? I, don't get me wrong. I was I was 13. <laughs> I was I, I'm I'm white. I was like thrift shop bang. <laughs> thrift shop fucking bangs, <laughs> yeah, bro. It did bang. Walking to the club what? like what up? I got a big whoa. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you were like, hey, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, yeah, Matt, get him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like put on for the he's, whites. He's he's speaking, he's speaking for me. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Fuck that, that, guy. Was, that. I think honestly though that that was just like because it was such a cultural moment. It kind of. Or it, it was what was at the time the pervasive culture, and it kind of exemplified that. So it was able to uh, uh, be as big as it as as it needed to be the win, to win that Grammy. Yeah. But on the other side of that, you have Good Kid, Mad City, which is an actual representation of a cultural moment. If if, if this is not something that just encapsulates Kendrick's life, Kendrick's culture, and pretty much Compton, and, like he yeah, yeah. he. he very well captures what his his entire life and what a lot of kids 
L- little black kids are growing exactly. up liking Compton. This is a love letter to Compton. It's beautiful, dude. And I mean, like, you want to... It, it, it was fucking real. That shit is real. We it got was. we got a Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst playing right now in the background. Just, a, like, storytelling. Mm-hmm. Front to back. Perfect. This your, is this your favorite song, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. This So, I was stuck in deciding between this one and... The, the Art, Art of Pure Pressure. Pressure. Which is an... It's, <clears throat> to me... A lot like this song. Yeah, they're very similar. Thinking about the structure of it and like the content, but at the same time, like the art of peer pressure to me is a little more uh, concise and interpretable, I think, than uh, a thing about me. I'm dying of thirst. Yeah, I yeah, I can get with that for Be- sure. Because it's like it, it's still what uh, the art of peer pressure is still like a six minute track, and thing yeah. about me is like a it's twelve, 12 minutes. minutes. Yeah. So like you're gonna go long either way, but like. You get lost in that shit. Yeah, like, you get lost. Like, because you listen. You listen. He, he grabs you, he brings you mm-hmm. in. And I remember the first time I listened to this song, I was like, it was a few years after this album came out. I'll explain later why I didn't get into this album immediately. But it's because I didn't really get into music yeah. until I was like 14 or 15. And yeah. this was when I was 12. But the first time I listened to it, I was like, holy shit, this is so good. And then it got, it ended. And I was like, 12 minutes? That shit was 12 minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're just like blown. I was, like, it, like, was, it felt like like six, five, six. Like, I knew it was long. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. it was 12 minutes long, exactly. you know what like, I'm saying? That, that's a crazy amount of time for a song. Like, it, it's one of the longest songs that I regularly listen to. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I don't know how he did it. straight music, straight bars. Like, he's saying things. Throughout. Real West Coast shit. Tupac would have been real, proud. Real West Coast. Tupac yeah. would have been proud. And so the, the the reason that this album is so significant for me, at least, in, in terms of K-Dot as an artist, was it really, this was his defining moment. Yeah, I mentioned that too in my notes. I was yeah. like, this is this is what set him to commercial success. It really This did. is what put him on a path to where people will see him. Mm-hmm. Section 80 was great. Don't get me wrong. It's not on the level of any of his other it's, shit, it's, though. It's really not. And like, from here... We'll, we'll get to it later, but from yeah. here, what he did bu- building off he of this only album, gets better. Only gets better, and like it, it, this, this is why he is the greatest rapper alive. Best rapper alive. <laughs> Best rapper. One, two, three, four, five. I am the greatest rapper alive. So damn great, motherfucker! I died. What you like, hear right no, now is a like, paranormal vibe. Li- listen to oh. this. So damn great, motherfucker! I died. What you hearing now is, is a, a paranormal, paranormal vibe. vibe. Like, bro, what? Kung Fu Kenny, look, look. dude, oh that man's God. so cool. We, we, the, the so cool. Like, th- this is a, a side <laughs> note, but the, the hard part for me, man. <laughs> That is going. That's criminally underrated because he released it right before Damn. Right before Damn. People totally forgot about it, but like a week before Damn, right? Like that. Then uh, they come out the or two week or two? two. Two weeks because he teased that the album would come out a week after, but it didn't oh, come yeah, out to then, a week after that. That was when the a week after was when All American Badass. All American was Badass released. dropped, and I was very happy that he did that uh, because it gave us a chance. Yeah, to it gave really us digest, a time. To, he was like. It gave us a time to regroup. We were like, "Oh my God, Kendrick yeah. Lamar!" <laughs> yeah, we were just like, "He's back, he's back." Like, I remember, like, when that song came out. Like, I just sat in my room listening to it in the dark. Like, he's back. He's back. I, that, that's all that was in my head. He's back. He's back. <laughs> God, it was amazing. All right, 2013. We're gonna go into uh, 2013. For me, this album has aged really well. I went Yeezus. I revisited this yesterday. 
mm-hmm. yesterday, and I was like, oh my god, this album is literally everything that I love about music right now. And it was oh, yeah. six years ago. Exactly. This was the most forward-thinking project that Kanye has made. Oh yeah, for sure. Because it, it like I know what I said earlier about my beautiful dark twisted fantasy laying the groundwork for artists like Tyler mm-hmm. and Brockhampton and specifically those that group and Tyler. Yeah. This is what their music is. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. And it, it takes these sounds that you would hear like like these electronic sounds, these heavily auto-tuned sounds, like things that you, you know that Kanye had to manufacture, had to produce himself, had to literally make. For sure. And he, he just makes it into this like array of, of music with so many highs and lows. and It's really a, a crazy listen. Yeah, like this song especially. This like, song definitely. Oh, <laughs> uh, Okay. <laughs> I just love I, I uh, love I love this song in particular. It's, it, I I I I love Black Skinhead. I mm-hmm. love Blood on the Leaves. I love the classics, you know, the, classics. the ones that this produced. I remember Blood on the Leaves was my hype track for uh, Blood, oh my God. for uh, for football my freshman year. <laughs> every 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 day before the every uh, I don't know whatever day we played before the game, I'd be like listen and be like strange fruit <laughs> hanging. From the poplar trees, blood on the leaves. I just gotta write my mind now. It's so it's that, like, since the summertime breeze. I was like, like oh. yeah. And then that beat drops, the beat and you're drop. like, oh my gosh. And bum, 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 bum. The, the, the beat somebody. drop doesn't happen until over a minute into the track too. Like oh, so to be good. able to carry something like that, and then just like, oh my god. Like you got to think about how grand like this this scene this is really like. He was Kanye thinks big, and I think that's why his music is so good sometimes. Because God, he it's so good. Huge. You know who helped produce this album? Who? Rick. My boy, Ricky fucking, fucking Rubin. This dude is the OG. If you don't know Rick Rubin, Google Rick Rubin right now. Like right this moment. Like, he has the like, same birthday as Tavares. We don't day. celebrate Tavares' yeah, no, birthday. I we I celebrate Rick birthday. Rubin Day. All right. That's all it is now. It's it's Rick Rubin Day. Did you Google him yet? Good. We'll wait. Yeah, that's Rick Rubin. Yeah, he's the fucking goat. <laughs> but I started that going into Blood on the Leaves and Black Skinhead because I wanted to say what my favorite song now is after yesterday's listen. And it is uh-huh. Hold My Liquor. Hold My Liquor? It yeah. is, it's the most modern track there is on that, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, because at the beginning you have Chief Keef singing. Mm-hmm. Chief Keef singing, and it sounds good as fuck. Chief Keef. Chief Keef singing. <laughs> with a, And it also has a Justin Vernon, who mm-hmm. is the leader of Bon Iver. Yeah. And just the whole thing collectively, there's so many ups and downs, but it flows so damn well. Oh, so well, yeah. And he, he, was, he was able to, I think, do another one of those things where he transcended the genres, quite literally. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Bonnie Vare is all over this album. All over. Justin Vernon, all is, over. My, my boy is going in. And like it sounds like this music could just as well have been made by Justin Vernon. Oh, easily. Like, listen, I, I mean, y'all I, y'all can't hear, but like, <laughs> Bonnie Vare was going in just now on this song. We're listening to Hold My Liquor in the background, and it's just ridiculous. Yeah, no. How easy this is for him. He, he this, this was The creativity was. is genius. <clears throat> I will say that when this album came out, it got an extremely negative, like, 
I didn't reaction like it. from from people. I hated it. I was. I just did like, not like it in the slightest. Is, I was like, "What is this? this what are you doing?" Hands down, your worst album. God, I remember like, listening to Bound Two for the first time, and I was I like, laughed so I was like, "God, this song is terrible." Yeah. Even now, I'm like, "It's not great," but yeah, yeah. that's definitely the biggest miss on that album for me. Uh-huh. But it's still not bad. No, compared to really what it was not. like it's early really on. Yeah, and I don't know what it is, uh, like what he did here it's 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 a crazy psychological phenomenon with this album but it, it going back and listening to it you just respect it and, and love it so much more than that first listen which is not a common thing with albums not at all so i don't know if you're counting but 2010 11 and 13 have all involved kanye west he was on a run he was on a run Revenge tour. now what was your 2013 pick since we were in the spirit of mixing things up <laughs> 2013 was a this was a an interesting year for me a lot of good music came out but the one that stands out most to me had to be acid rap ah? chance the rapper ah? yes i i don't know my boy I, this was his second full-length project and after 10 day after 10 day yeah an album that he made in 10 days uh so really this is his first like real effort you know what i mean as, yeah as yeah an like artist, this was like. also his first commercial release yeah his first because 10 day release. was 10 day was a big deal in chicago mm-hmm. not a lot of other places yeah exactly acid rap got pub everywhere exactly and acid rap to me is <coughs> one of those classic mixtapes one of those classic projects that it shows a young artist uh, uh doing what artists do best and i think that's how you like you could have guessed from Acid Rap that Chance would be someone who... He was on a path. He was on a path to do some special stuff because nobody's making albums this good this early. You know what I mean? Oh, God, no. I mean, like... And there's songs on this that I consider, like, true classics. Oh, yeah. I mean, no. you got Cocoa Butter Kisses. Cocoa Butter Kisses. You got Juice. Uh, favorite song? Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Interlude, That's Love, yep. is one of the yep. more underrated songs there is. You say Paradise? I didn't. I didn't. But it's up there. Uh, acid rain, acid, acid rain. rain? Yo. Took off my shoes, tripped acid in the rain. I was like, oh, <laughs> and dude, yes. and the craziest. <laughs> you thing, didn't have to do that. The craziest thing about it is that he's talking about like acid. Like who, who's making a, like rap albums about acid? Like bro, he wrote that he made this album, and after in an inter, a interview, I can't remember what he was on. I think it was Sway. He'd only done acid once, and he's only done acid once ever, and that was it. And then he made acid rap. And it, it, it's weird because it's such a trippy album too. Like, like it, it's perfect for like the idea of psych, like psychedelics and it is just it really everything. Is. It, it was a really good effort. And I think like rats on cigarettes, my mama think I stay. Oh, I got girls yes. in my hoodies. That, that, All my homies think I stay. Cocoa butter kisses, hands down, is my favorite song from this project because it. I, I just remember I, I have a very distinct memory of this album uh, My mom is from Evanston Which is two minutes outside of Chicago Like it's yeah, yeah, right yeah. next to it And uh, one night we were or we, we were on vacation there And uh, my stepdad had never been to Chicago So we were just driving around You know showing him all the, all the spots All the joints And I was in the back seat Listening to Cocoa Butter Kisses Riding around Chicago, or I was listening to acid rap riding around Chicago, and I just like it occurred to me halfway through what I was doing. You were like, "Damn, this is it!" And I was just like, "I this this album was conceived here. It, it, it's perfect. It's it, for here. This yes, is what it's, it's for, for here." And like it, that that like that nothing really matches that when you listen to like 
an album and, and you get to hear like it, it's it's basis it's setting you know oh yeah like, absolutely it's crazy to me and I think he did a really good job of like creating that feeling you know absolutely gotta create a feeling gotta create a feeling 2014 2014 Forest Hills Drive baby we gotta show love to our boy J. Cole had to Jermaine had to. this is this is platinum no features classic as <laughs> fuck like I, I just can't even the classic bro <laughs> this is this is a top three album all time for me like oh it's it's pr- my this was the first album that we're getting into earlier when I mentioned I never really listened to music completely until I was like 14 15 mm-hmm. I was 14 when this came out it was uh, a Friday obviously Obviously. music drops on Friday I missed school because I was sick I was laying in bed I was scrolling through Twitter just just gotten my Twitter I just gotten my Twitter and I'm scrolling through and I see someone like oh J. Cole that's the guy who made work out (laughs) (laughs) I was like J. Cole that's the guy who made work out I'll check out that album front to back I listened to this first time I ever listened to an album front to back oh wow first time ever and I fell in love, dude. It was so good. I fell in love. He came so in on the good. intro January 28th. Honestly, I had trouble like not picking the intro as my favorite song from this album, which is two oh. minutes of not really even a song. Not just, really a song, just but like he's... Cole saying the same shit, but it sounded it's so, so good. good. Do I, you want to oh be I literally had, happy? It, it, I was like, ah, <laughs> this is beautiful. <laughs> for, for all, for, first of all, for all your uh, graphic design needs, hit up my boy Koro. He will hook I you up. I made him a poster of Jay Cole the, the, that says, do you want to be happy that was the first poster i got that's when he first started making posters and i was like i got a copy he's like what do you want and i i sat there and i thought about it for a little bit and i was like if i have to get this like, yeah and like, i don't know if the video is still rolling but like all the shit in here i made it made it i had to because i don't i mean i'm all for, i'm all for all this shit you know it's just oh, covered an oh. artist i got tyler i got Three stacks. I got Cole. I got Mac Miller. I got Drizzy. I got Pusha T. I got the Flatbush Zombies. I got Jaden Smith, Kid Cudi, Chance, Brock Hampton painting, Notorious B.I.G. painting, Pot painting. Everyone. I got all this shit. Everyone. I got it all. You know Posty. what I'm saying? I got I got a Post Malone painting. I don't even fuck with Post Malone <laughs> like that. I just made that. <laughs> I like I'm not like trying to toot my horn or, toot my own horn or anything. But like, damn, I really did this shit. You know <laughs> really what I'm saying? Did this shit. <laughs> yeah, you really did. <coughs> it, it, like, uh, actually, I remember one of our one of our first like one of the first times that like we like became friends. It was over O three adolescence. Oh, that 03 adolescence. Song, that song. What, what? When was it that we started hip hop era? Our first attempt at this sort of thing. Uh, 2016, December 2016. Yeah, December I actually 2016. know exactly yep. the no, date because uh-huh. it was the day for your eyes only drop. Shit, you're right. Yep. It was the day yep. for your eyes only uh-huh. drop. But uh, going back to 2014, Forest Hills Drive. <laughs> let's let's focus this back in. Okay, okay, okay. We we, we sunk deep into that we one. We did, we did. And I, I so when I think of this album, I think a lot of uh, a lot like Good Kid, Mad City, and that it felt like you were really getting the story of J. Cole, his his upbringing, what it was like that's, growing up in Fayetteville, North Carolina, <laughs> North the Carolina, Ville, yeah. Dreamville. And I, it just, like, I felt that shit, you know? Oh, like, yeah. I know oh, I yeah. hate it whenever I see those tweets or, like, whenever da 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 said that. Uh-huh. I felt that. Like, I hate that. <laughs> but, like, but like there are times where I'm like, I absolutely fucking I absolutely felt that. You know what I'm talking is. about? 
And like to give such a accurate portrayal of what what it felt like to be J Cole growing up on an album, you've done something special. It, absolutely. You you really. And anytime you can you can give me an idea <laughs> of what your life has been like on a record, I'm gonna love it. Oh you yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. I love I love the storytelling <laughs> aspect. Oh yeah. Of what Jermaine has going on a lot. Mm-hmm. Kendrick has got going on a lot. Jay Z did it a lot early on. He still oh, yeah. does it now. Four forty four. Even recently, he was that was real storytelling that, that was shit. Real. And like, it's just so damn good, you know. It, it really is. And the like, this album rose to the top quickly for me. Being a person who's from North Carolina, like I, I was born there, lived nine years in North Carolina. I, I literally lived twenty minutes from Fayetteville, North Carolina, where he grew up. Absolutely. And like. This is another one of those times where it's like listening to this album. It just reminded You're me like, of damn, North Carolina. I was, like, like I was like, in this shit. Yes, like it really <laughs> did. Like it was home. Like I was just listening to it, and I'm like, you, you, you wouldn't understand fully unless you have been there and like understand like what that New York or North Carolina sound is like. And like he just nailed it. And it, it's this, it, from the stories he tells to like the the words that he uses. Like it, it's all it's all his. Childhood. <laughs> him as a person and like I don't I don't know how how he could match this if I'm being honest. Oh, he I and I and I think part of that's the nostalgic value. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But for me, he actually legitimately has not released a record as good as this. No. Uh Born Sinner gave it a run for its money. KOD even gave it a run for its money. Yeah. But I, I mean, For Your Eyes Only is personally one of my favorite albums there is. But I mean, it, it, I mean, critically, I recognize it was not as good yeah, as 2014 yeah. Forest Hills Drive. I mean, and just top to bottom, I can't even really pick a favorite song. If I had to, it would have to be Love Yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't really either because this is one of those albums that when I turn it on, like I, I just listen through it. Like, oh yeah, I got. <laughs> if I listen to one song from Four mm-hmm. Years, uh, Four Years Only, 2014 Forest Hills Drive, I'm listening to the whole fucking thing. Exactly. Right? Yeah, like the amount of days that I came mean, like, home. What dreams? Oh, three adolescents, get off my dick. Like, like and just, they're all back to back to back to back. They are, like, and they're what? back to back to back to back to back. I think that was a logic lyric. <laughs> <laughs> like, he really did, he really did something, like, I mean. Special. Firing, fire squad? Fire squad? Fire squad? <laughs> like, Saint Tropez? You, you, Don't get me started on Saint Tropez. Oh, Saint Tropez's oh, beat was meant oh. for Kendrick Lamar. And Kendrick Wait, was really? like, yeah. Oh, Kendrick wow. was like, you know what? I'm going to pass this off to Jermaine. Jermaine? Because he knew he was going to do some real He knew he shit. was going to do some shit with that. He really, like, down to the to the, to the the last song, to uh, Note to Self. The Note to Self, 14 minutes? minutes? Yeah. Isn't it 14 minutes yeah. now? Mm-hmm. I listen to that whole fucking thing every time. <laughs> and, uh, like, 12 minutes of it is just J. Cole talking. He's but, just like, talking. He's just saying random ass shit. Like, he, and that, <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite parts is when he's, like, he's talking, he's like, He's like, hey, shout out to uh, Dale Earnhardt Darryl, Jr. Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> he, I remember that he, shit you said to me. They won't know what I'm talking about, but I know you do, dog. Like, I know you like, know. And then he's like, psych. I don't know Dale Earnhardt Jr. I'm like, I'm like, damn. Hilarious. I was like, why the fuck you let me down that path? I was gonna Google this shit. Like, exactly. damn, what did Dale Earnhardt say to J. Cole? He literally was like, hey, bro, that shit you said to me in the elevator. It changed my changed life. My life. <laughs> and like, you're just like, okay, what the fuck, Dale Earnhardt Jr. I, I was like, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s out here. All right. Yo, you know. Like you, you got you gotta you gotta test things out, try new things. But that's that was a, this was this was uh, that's twenty fourteen. Yeah, that's twenty fourteen. It really is it. Twenty fifteen. 
it's hard not to go with To Pimp a Butterfly. I, I, I don't know. To Pimp a Butterfly is probably critically the greatest album that's ever it's, been released it's the for the rap album genre. Of all time for me. Like, yeah. At least in, in the, the, time, the amount of time that I've been alive, this is the greatest album released in my lifetime. Yeah. Like, the two, yeah, this is number one and number two for the greatest albums that's ever been put out in my lifetime is Blonde for me. Blonde, Frank Ocean. Okay. Yeah, I can see I that. I love that album, that, that's, dude. That's, that's, but yeah. To Pimp a Butterfly, for being for real, definitely should have been considered for his Pulitzer Prize that he got for Damn. Oh, this yeah. is better. Like, if you oh, want if you want to look oh, at yeah. what, like, the Pulitzers, like, give out, mm-hmm. like, what they award. Mm-hmm. To Pippa Butterfly was that, bro. Exactly. Exactly. But you, you know what did happen to Pippa Butterfly? What's that? Got archived in the Harvard Library. Um, like, Legend. as as a, as a, like, rap historical memory alongside the Miseducation of Lauryn Hill, the Low End Theory. Um, God, I can't, Low I, End I, Theory. I, God. I think there was one more. I can't Quest. remember what it was. But, I love A Tribe yes, Called Quest, yes. dude. But can like, I kick it? It took, it took... It took 15 plus, or like 10, 15 years for those for those to get, to get in there, and his was almost immediate. <laughs> like we knew when this dropped that his his influence of of jazz that he he like threaded through the music, along with the narrative, along with the message, along with I mean, God, his I, talent, you, Wesley's theory. This is this is really when I feel like Kendrick Lamar set himself apart in in terms of. Oh, his, his artistic his talent, ability. His artistic ability, but primarily by his use of, of his voice and how he warped it and bent. Like, this is a perfect example of it right here playing. Like, he goes into high voices, super low voices, super left voices, super right. Like, yeah, and this all over the place, and it really lets you exp- him express his emotion. The feeling of this album is like, it's like the completed version of what Untitled Unmastered could have been. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it, it is. It, it was. What was it? I, like, I, 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 Untitled Unmastered was. Mostly was it just throwaways. his cuts, his yeah. throwaways from uh-huh. Butterfly? Yeah. Okay, that's what it felt like, and I never really knew. And I was like, "There's a reason these were throwaways." I yeah. wasn't a huge fan, but there are a few songs on that that are like, "Damn, this should go." Yeah, no, no. I will say that album has grown on me a lot. Like, listening. I'll back probably have to, to revisit it, it. because it, it, if coming purely from a jazz perspective like listening to the album he did you could tell like what he was pulling from especially in during his creation of Tip of Butterfly yeah like and it was very jazz influenced and it was good jazz but good jazz furthermore good jazz rap on top of that like that's not something that people were doing before 2015 oh not at all but it was something people were doing after oh after absolutely like, for sure like this was, became it became a huge trend and it was because of this album that I think a lot of people really woke up to like the possibilities of this genre bending. Thing. Oh, absolutely! And he also, and the way he used it, like, like you said, his voice literally. Mm-hmm. How about his voice metaphorically? The way he just this album is actually what inspired me to learn more about the civil wrongs that this really that the United States yeah is extremely guilty of yeah, and because like I mean I knew. I knew a lot, I, but I didn't know, you know? Like, yeah, I was exactly. like, yeah, like I knew racism existed. Mm-hmm. I knew it wasn't, I knew, obviously, obviously <laughs> I knew it wasn't a good thing. Uh-huh. I was, but, uh, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, if you disagree, fuck you. But uh, just because the first time I listened to it, the content of what he was saying, I didn't truly understand. No, you, you can't really. Like, yeah, I, I'll, I'll never be able to. Yeah, yeah. I still I'll never feel, truly be able to. I listen to. to this album and get something new every time. Yeah, I'll never truly be able to understand. But when 
this album pushed me to learn more and like literally in that way changed my life oh yeah i'm a very different person because of that path i went on mm-hmm. to learn more about what mm-hmm. our country has done and what we are certainly guilty of as white yeah. people and in that regard to Pippa butterfly absolutely changed my life yeah exactly and i, I think it, it really has that potential because he's saying such meaningful things like and, and he's telling these like how much a dollar cost how much a dollar cost? like the the first time i i truly listened to how much a dollar cost like it almost brought tears to my eyes because i'm just like this shit beautiful he he is really talking about some real shit and he's like being vulnerable with it too like, yeah he, he's he's not like giving these like hypothetical what if scenarios he's saying mm-hmm. like no nah, this is some shit that i went through like and like this is like a, a, a real story with a real lesson and a real message to it that people should hear and he does it in such like does it in such a good way like, such a beautiful way it's kind of crazy yeah he uh kendrick lamar it's hard to argue that mm-hmm. any rapper ever is better than him oh yeah i'd argue he's one of the best artists period oh period. Ever. for sure for sure yeah like when if kendrick's putting out something it's gonna be good like oh I, absolutely like and you know all the world's eyes are on it too Exactly, and he lives exactly. up to the pressure. He re- every, every single time. time. Like there I, are artists who have folded under that. You know, like uh, I mean, like Kanye hasn't really missed like that bad. Mm-hmm. He certainly has. Like the yeah. life of Pablo could have been better, yeah. just because it was unfinished, seemingly. Yeah, exactly. And I'd consider that a little bit of a fold. Uh-huh. And like I mean, Jay has put out Jay Z's put out a couple albums that yeah. are not even really worthy of mentioning anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Nas. Drake had more life. Nas has several. I mean, yeah. Nas put out Illmatic, and he hasn't lived up to that since. No, he really hasn't. <laughs> I mean, he's good. He's been great. Uh-huh. Not no. I mean, it's hard to argue Illmatic is not a top five album all time, though. Yeah, you know no, what I'm saying? Ill- Illmatic's is right there at two or three for me. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, Kendrick 20, Lamar, dude. Tw- th- like this is like when I think of 2015, this is the first. It's to album. Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah, I, I can't not think about this shit. Like I was listening to You Ain't Got a Lie, like. I, every every day, as soon as when the album came out, like this was my song. Like I, I don't know, like and and what's cool is that he had like civil rights an- civil right anthems. Yeah, that went commercial. Oh, like yes. all right and King Kunta. Uh-huh. That 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 shit literally went commercial. Goes yeah, and like it had white people bumping it. Like yeah, yeah, this shit fun. It, we gonna be all right. Exactly. It ain't about you. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't about you. Yet. You don't know shit. <laughs> and it, 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 they were like. It was like these super meaningful songs masquerading as party jams. So exactly. Like, you're like bumping them in the club and you're just like, Wait And then like you'll be standing there and you'll be like, oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> this dude's really talking about the structural oppression of black folk. Wow, look at that. <laughs> ah, Kendrick, yeah. a legend for sure. 2016. Want to go your pick first? We went with an underdog for Tab's pick here. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. I, I, I So 2016, thinking back on it and thinking back on the albums that I, I listened to or I listened to in 2016 and the ones that I still listen to and the ones that I regard most highly The Sun's Tirade has to rise to the top for me Isaiah Rashad Where the fuck are you at by the way We mentioned this the other day Where the fuck are you at (laughs) Isaiah Rashad really released What's wrong (laughs) Am I right Am I right I wouldn't get that but uh, Unless you listen to the album of course But um (laughs) This was crazy. This was a crazy <gasps> album to me because I just did not expect it. Like I remember, oh, it was 
it's like a portrait. Like this, oh, yeah. that that album mm-hmm. cover. Oh yeah, it, it fits perfectly. It fits perfect. Like it, it I, mm-hmm. like if you blast this album through and through, and you are to draw, paint, design anything, something resembling this cover art is going to come up. Exactly, and it really was uh, amazing to me because he he would he, like he's another one of those artists who did this. This is his second full length project I think that he released under yeah because he had Sylvia Demo yeah right? Sylvia Demo and uh, like this was one of those listens that's super long you gotta get invested in and I usually hate albums that have that much fat on it but it it, it all felt like there was a purpose for everything being there he wasn't just throwing tracks on there because no it he, wasn't he, like, he meant he meant every song was supposed mm-hmm. to come after the next every you know? song was supposed to come after the next that's a perfect way like it, <clears throat> it was really an album that took like something similar to that jazz influence that Kendrick was doing in 2015 and it just it just ran with it but it took its its own direction it gave it its own flavor like it was Absolutely. just very holistic feeling and like I, I just I, I was amazed that he was managing to do all of this and not sacrifice his rap ability or how much he showed it one bit. Like, he was oh, not still at all. And if, every song. If you are unfamiliar with Isaiah Rashad, absolutely visit the Sun's tirade. And earlier you mentioned mm-hmm. his first uh, release with TDE. Sylvia Demo <laughs> is nothing to scoff at, dude. Oh, no. Like, that no. is a good, good really take. Good. That was some of my favorite, like, my favorite Isaiah Rashad song is on there. Like, uh... Oh, man, I'm trying to remember my favorite song that was on it. And I cannot seem to remember the name at the moment. I'll have it up in a second. Uh, yeah, Isaiah, um, what was it? Shot You Down. Shot, Shot You Down with too. J-Rock yep. and Schoolboy yep. Q. I think you might actually put me onto that song. Yeah, think about it. Yeah, that song, dude, it's it's set to play next. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's special, dude. It is. It, it, a lot. I can't, I can say that about a lot of Isaiah Rashad's work. Oh, yeah. Everything, like, The Sun's Tirade, amazing. Amazing. There's no other way to put it. And, like, the the craziest thing about it in general to me is that when you talk about underrated rappers, when you talk about rapping, rap in general, I've not once heard Isaiah Rashad's name come up in anyone's That's how underrated he is. And when like, you talk about underrated rappers, exactly, his name doesn't even exactly. come up. Exactly. <laughs> that is the definition <laughs> of being underrated. Yeah. To me, he's always been the, the, the most underrated artist, like, out. Other people get their credibility... Nobody talks about Isaiah Rashad. It seems like, it seems like nobody really cares about Isaiah Rashad. But you should care. You should because he has the potential to do some. And he was doing the storytelling shit we were talking about with uh, with Good Kid and uh, Mm -hmm. and Forest Hills Drive. Like Mm -hmm. he he was doing that on the Sun's Mm -hmm. tirade, and he was he was doing it arguably as well. He really was. Yeah. We just haven't gotten that follow-up. The, the, the thing that's next, because we need that to determine whether or not this man we is going really to be do. one of the greatest. Yeah, we really do. And he hasn't he hasn't even like put out like singles. Like he's just gone completely silent, which on one hand, and on one me, hand's very encouraging. Yeah, makes it's me exciting. Funny. But otherwise, you're like, well, what if he's not working? <laughs> <laughs> like, what if, what if he's just not putting out anything because he doesn't have anything? <laughs> he doesn't have anything. That would be <coughs> that would be devastating. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. You know he does though. Yeah. You know he does. Like uh, best song from Sun's Tirade has to be Park. I, like, I I agree. I agree. He just, like that is two minutes. Like all the other songs are pretty slow, methodical, like like deliberate about their, their the way that they progress. But Park, 
the boy just comes in with that fire. The boy like, just comes in with that fire. He just he just spits for two minutes, just straight spitting. Like I I listened to this the first time and I just was going I saw crazy. A yeah. I shot you down now. Oh, it's so good. Yo, shot you down. God, that chorus is one of my favorite choruses of any song ever. I think. Oh, no. Like, yeah. I mean, just every time it comes on, it's infectious. It really I'm just is. like, it, really it just is. overtakes <laughs> me, and I'm like, oh my god, it's That's beautiful. Good album. I'll get into my 2016 yeah, pick yours. from my, uh, from Chance the Rapper coloring book. Dude, that, that was, that was I remember when that came out, I was so excited. Oh, yeah, I, I was that. so excited. I it, you ask anybody from Blue Springs South High School at the time who the biggest Chance the Rapper fan in the school uh, was, yeah. they knew it was me. <laughs> they knew it was me. That's I wrote, I wrote like a, a like a six page review the night it came out. Oh, shit. I remember that. Yeah, we put it in the newspaper. <laughs> it was a fucking copy bomb <laughs> it's a huge copy bomb but like the people had to had to see it the had, to, had see it. to see it you had to hear this album dude like, i mean this and like we said earlier with good kid for mm-hmm. kendrick this is what sent chance to the top oh yeah and no, it was awesome sure. because it put a voice that was positive mm-hmm. speaking shit that like needed to be heard to the top like and mm-hmm. it was like and we i know we have the positive there's definitely positives to the way Kendrick was operating yeah. and the way J. Cole was operating and what they were mm-hmm. saying, but like Chances was the more surface level mm-hmm. of positive. The, the way I think about it is like, like not that these other rappers weren't this, but like Chances just benevolent. Like he's yeah, just he's like just this like, person who it's all love. Everything you know? about him is good. Everything about him is positive. Like he's always working. He's always working to get better. Yeah, to and get he's always better. working to better those around. Him. Exactly. And you can hear that in his music. Uh-huh. And he makes it very intentional. Like oh, absolutely. Like, he he does. definitely does. And this was by far <laughs> his most sophisticated Super. and mature yeah. release to date. I mean, ten day acid rap. They don't touch this in terms of the artistic no, no. depth it and really doesn't. just sophistication mm-hmm. and maturation of it. A- Acid Rap, I think, still has aged as my favorite, mm-hmm. but Coloring Book is the best, you oh, know? Yeah, no, for sure. And I think, uh, at least for me, a way that's always been really easy to uh, <coughs> tell like what an album is doing and how to, how to place it, how to think about it, is whether or not it's, it's doing something good creatively or not, is if it's doing something different or not. Absolutely. Tell me who before Coloring Book was putting gospel songs on a rap album. How great! Who was making a pretty, pretty is much our a, God? Uh, and that song is fire. Too. That song is so fire, dude. Where's Jay Electronica <laughs> right, been, don't even bruh? Get me started on this. That, that man is the <laughs> that definition man of a ghost. Like in. he really did, and he, he's been doing that for years. Just dropping years. these verses where he just like goes. In and then fades the black. Oh, like, it's ne- so I don't even think we've got an album from Jay Alec yet. Like the dude doesn't have a single project. He just has like six or seven of the greatest like features of all time. Like, all time, bro. I mean, I'm a, I'm a play it. I have to play it now. Oh, now yeah, that we're yeah, talking no, about you, it, you got to. But uh, the coloring book for me was it. I was so perplexed when I first listened to this because coming off the of acid rap, you know, it's a, it's an album named Acid Rap. Um, yeah, I mean, you're not expecting a lot of maturity, like I yeah, said, yeah. out of acid rap. Exactly, exactly. But then Coloring Book comes around, and I'm like, okay, I, I like Chance the Rapper. He's good, but is he going to do something? Is he going like... to do it? And what what really made me know he was going to do it uh-huh. is the Life of Pablo Ultra Light Beam. Ultra Light Beam. 
Said you gotta do a good ass job with Chance 3 I heard you gotta sell it to snatch the Grammy Let's make it so free and the bar so hard That it day one gosh darn part you can't tweet I mean, oh and like, I, I heard that and I was I was like, oh, Chance 3 <laughs> Chance I'm in, three, yeah. I'm in, yeah. I'm all in, alright <laughs> Like, <laughs> you, yeah. like the, the way that he made the, the, the song to this album was really like him just speaking like he was just speaking real shit oh my like, god the whole time yeah he was blessed or blessings blessings, blessings? both of them yeah. both of them it seems like blessings keep oh, falling man. in my lap that's my personal favorite from this album i'm not gonna lie like uh, yeah it's oh my god dude I, it's, it's so hard for me to pick a favorite oh yeah but as time has passed i think my favorite same drugs same drugs that that was a crazy which song. is about peter pan <laughs> did you know that? I did, I did, and it, I, I, I don't completely listening to that song. I don't know Peter Pan as a story well. But like he, you can, you can pick up on it. Like he's oh, like, yeah. when did you change? <laughs> Wendy, you've aged. Uh -huh. Which like Neverland, you're never supposed to age. That's the point. Yeah. The character's name is Wendy. He's clearly talking from the perspective of Peter fucking Pan, <laughs> yeah. and that's fucking awesome. Yeah, exactly. Are you kidding like, me? That's he, brilliant. Who does that? Like, and and then and like. One, you, you, you look at this album, and I think there's, like, maybe two explicit songs. Like, most of the songs... Well, I think that... I think were, that uh, no Problem. No okay, Problem was a stereotypical, yeah. like, that was a, we are gonna... That was a radio hit, too. And he released... What's cool is he released that ten minutes before the album dropped. Really? Collectively, yeah. Oh, he was wow. like, just to get people excited, he was like, here's No Problem. <laughs> here's No Problem. So people go, like, oh, Because that had 2 Chains and Wheezy uh -huh. on it. Bro, that, that went hard, too. When, when 2 Chains was oh, like, man. I'm so high... <laughs> Me and God dabbing. I was like, yes. <laughs> Yo, but all we got, that intro? Oh, music is all we got. You know Kanye freestyled those drums? He just, he just got he it. freestyled the yeah, drums just, on he that? He just freestyled the drums. Just got it on and just did the shit. Like, first, dude, first us try. talking about it right now is like making me all nostalgic. And like, <laughs> dude, yeah. I can't even explain to you how much I loved this album. It, it was you so remember, good. you oh, remember, you no, remember how much I loved no, this was, album. Chance was hands down your your favorite rapper, like period. Like. Period. And I mean, like, I remember when he went to the Grammys and he made history. He was the first independent artist to win Best New Artist and mm -hmm. win uh, Rap Album of the Year. Oh, it was no. a mixtape. He won Rap Album of the Year. <laughs> like, that's how you know. Like, you couldn't deny how great this <coughs> album was. Like, you just couldn't deny it. It was amazing, dude. And I remember when he was performing How Great. Uh -huh. He performed How Great and he performed All We Got, I think. Uh -huh. And when he was... When he was performing, like, I literally, like, tears were brought to my eyes. I felt like a proud papa. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, he succeeded. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like, it's how I imagine I'll feel, like, being, mm -hmm. I, I don't know that I've ever been as proud of anybody exactly. ever as I was of Chance and when he won three Grammys and he got to perform mm -hmm. at the Grammys as an independent artist who built exactly. this shit on his own. And win and a, I was and so win a Grammy as an in, as one and win, win as an it. independent artist and two like on Ultralight Beam. I hear you gotta sell it to snatch the Grammy. And he but called he that did, shit. He didn't sell it, and he he just gave it like the coloring book is free or it's free, right? Like, well, yeah, it's available on SoundCloud, yeah, it's, it's on but SoundCloud. it was the first one he put on Apple Music. Therefore, yeah. it's technically getting money sales. Yeah, it's getting money sales, but it's still like one of those free. Like you he's can, pulling in the cash monies. Exactly, but like he he just told the Grammys like, nah, I'm not gonna go like your traditional route, but I'm still gonna win your fucking awards. I'm going <laughs> to do this shit, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's like, he got to set it to snatch the Grammy. <laughs> Let's make it so free and the bar so hard that the day one gosh darn part you can't tweet. This is my part. Nobody else speak. speak. 
Uh, oh man, that was such a good song. How great's still playing right now. <laughs> it's beautiful. It, it, it really is. It feels. It takes me right back to church. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I haven't been to church in years. Me either. I probably should head back at some point. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hop in to the two best years yeah. in rap history. Is what me and Tavares have decided. Mm-hmm. is to come of the legacy of 2017 and 2018. Oh, yeah. These were crazy years. Let's let's list the other albums, the honorable mentions and the others, yeah, all yeah, right? Yeah. All right, so we got we got 444 by Jay-Z. That was massive. Impeccable. Yeah. Just amazing Song album. Song 444? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, my God. Family Feud? Oh, my God. Smile? Dude, it was t- top to bottom. Great album. We yeah. also got uh, All American Badass by Joey Badass. Mm-hmm. Honestly, probably my. It is the best politically charged album since anything Public Enemy did. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And the message was so concise, and like that's he like, was going and, for it the whole time. Yeah, the entire time he was talking talking about it. Mm-hmm. And when he was, I, I think it was a uh, Rockabye Baby with a uh, Schoolboy Q, Rock-a-bye where he was, <laughs> was like, "And if you got the guts, scream <laughs> fuck Donald Trump." Trump. Yeah, I was oh, like, man, I was like, great. "Hey, all right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fuck Donald Trump." Yeah. But, <laughs> but dude, that album was amazing. We got a uh, we got Big Fish Theory. With Vince Staples, which uh, had a uh, uh, yeah right with Kendrick, and he didn't even put Boy, Kendrick yeah, on the right, features yeah, list right, too. Yeah right, he didn't. Like so that. like when you heard that, it was a surprise, exactly. and you were like, "Oh my god, yeah. it's him!" He's just like Kendrick. Wait a minute, and they just go in. Oh, we got uh, Pretty Girls Like Trap Music. That, that was Two my chains. Su- that was my album of the summer. Oh dude, I was knocking that all the time. I mean, uh, you had a. Uh, Shit. 4, 4, 4 a.m. Riverdale Road. Uh, Riverdale, he would there, she would there, you would there, I would the same up. <laughs> yeah, Saturday night, like, oh my god. What was the one with uh, Trey Songs, Ty Dolla Sign? Uh, vibe. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Yes, it's a vibe. That was the song. Was Janae Aiko on that? Yes. She oh, was. buddy, that it's shit vibe, went. Yeah. Bro, I love anything Ty Dolla Sign's right, on though. Yeah. That dude makes everything better. He really does. Ty Dolla Sign doesn't miss on the features. Like, oh, he never, ever. He doesn't. But other than that, we had I Decided, a big uh, like overlooked album from that year. Yeah, with Big by Big Sean. Mm-hmm. I Decided by Big Sean. Halfway off the balcony, bro. You remember that song? That's still Sunday morning jetpack. Dude, those. When he performed that on SNL. Sunday that's that's when I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm all in on this new album. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. You had the Never Story by JID, which is really when he came out and was like, "I'm here." This didn't get the pub it deserved. This didn't get the pub it deserved either. No, this was a lot like the Sun's tirade for me. Yeah, exactly. And like he he was really coming out and being like, "If you listen to what I what I got to say, uh, I'm gonna show you that. I'm gonna show you I belong. I belong here, and I'm better than most of these other rappers." And this was his first uh, his first uh, release on Dreamville, like. His first, very first Never been shit, never had shit, never knew shit, never knew shit, damn, but never gave two shits. <laughs> oh my god, J.I.D. Like, <laughs> say, what you call the chain that I suck dick, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Punchline of the year, punchline of the year. But then, you had Culture by Migos. Which, obviously, critically, not, yeah. not great. But the nostalgic value this has it for really, me. At that time, it was the Amazing, culture. I mean, like, mama told me. Not to sell work, dude. That that I mean, like, yeah, that bad and bougie, bad and bougie, is still a yeah, great song. I mean, obviously, it got worn the fuck out on social media, oh, but yeah, really, it, did. it was still a great song, you know. Exactly. Like just like looking at looking at the the 
the songs from that album. Kelly T-shirt. Price. Uh, get, get right, right with you, you. Uh, slippery. Dude, when we're talking about get right with you, yeah, that's when I was like, take off, take off all the way, oh, best yeah. Migo. <laughs> Zero off. doubt in my fucking mind. Uh-huh. He's like, <laughs> man, I gotta play it now because I gotta hear his verse though. <laughs> oh yeah, it's so good. And, uh, big on big with the price, brown. How you gonna bag. be? Gonna be deads. Yo, like this this album really at the time was it was a lot of the the. the rap culture like hip-hop in general was listening to culture because uh, i don't know this album really kind of took that like mumble rap fad trap and the migos did what they do to songs oh yeah just, like which know. way that way tell them hey, <laughs> mama <laughs> like this one, this one of those albums that's super mindless and i would always like typically... I, I, it was always on in the background you know yeah. like i would uh-huh. like i i remember going to baseball workouts like 5 a.m. with yep. Hunter up the street. Shout out Hunter. He, uh, every morning I'd get in the car and we'd play like two songs because they were only, it, it was only for a couple weeks uh-huh. that we had these workouts and it was like, it was t-shirt and it was a uh, running back. Oh, by yeah, Wale, yeah, running wa- back. By Wale oh, and Lil a, Wayne. That was a very underrated I don't know the, I don't know the lyrics, but like, <laughs> they told me to hit the hole. I yeah, used no, to play running back. Wale is that guy too. Oh, dude, Wale, Wale, another one of those guys who, when you talk about underrated rappers, his name doesn't even exactly, come up. Exactly, which is like honestly just like that's preposterous. Like, is Wale it, is worthy of yeah. being a second so tier long. rapper. He's literally been doing it so long. Possibly top. Damn, we haven't even gotten to. The we album. haven't even gotten to our albums yeah. that we're actually picking. So right, let's you, you ju- start, let's jump into it. We're gonna go obviously, damn, by Kendrick Lamar. That that was that was a release that, uh, I, I, it I, changed rap, because it, it was really the did. first time a uh, a Pulitzer Prize had mm-hmm. ever been given to to, to an album that wasn't jazz uh-huh. uh, or classical. Yeah, which is ridiculous to do especially that since it was hip hop. Exactly, exactly. Like and you, the, the seamless transition again. XXX by Kendrick came on just now. No combo kitty. Yeah. God, it's so really good. Crazy. Like I don't know how he does it so well, but he he, he creates these songs <laughs> that that have so much meaning within them, and it, it's what gets him these sorts of that that's the sort of recognition, the sort of critical acclaim that he has. Because and you can credit to Pimp a Butterfly for getting him that level. That's when like yeah. he was like he did that, and then mm-hmm. that's probably when Pulitzer recognized him it's, as an yeah. option they yeah. were like oh damn this guy has something to say yeah exactly like you listen to songs like xxx pride fear lust god uh, just like, front to back oh my god i can't like, even there's oh. so much a fear especially fear dude <coughs> fear fear was fear of the wickedness of weakness like fear. he's like this it's just is, a poem it's a spoken it really word is. poem it really is and that's what i think kendrick lamar's best like if, if he wasn't a rapper, he, he, yeah, he had to be a poet. Like, oh, he had to be. And he is a poet. he's just wasting his time. He is a poet. He is a poet, yeah. You know what? Like, when the one said they killed his only son because of insufficient funds, he was sobbing, he was mopping, wait, but it's a written trunk. Ah, uh, so good. Uh, like, he, he really went in on this album, and he, 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 didn't, he didn't distance himself from rap at all, but he's still, like, it, it feels like this, this album can't even be categorized. Like, no, you can't. I can't think of any other albums like it. I, oh, not not at all. Oh, dude, dude, you remember God? Oh. This what God feel like? 
Yeah. Yo, that's and that was like that was completely different. It, it really was. That was completely different from any Kendrick song there's ever uh-huh. been. Exactly. And I was like, I heard it and I was like, chills immediately. Mm-hmm. And, and like his ability to storytell, especially on this album, you could it, it's like improving and improving. Duckworth. The story that he tells Dude, on Duckworth. Do y'all he... know the story of Duckworth? Doesn't matter. We're gonna tell you. All right. So listen, Kendrick. His father's name was a. Uh, his nickname was Ducky. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. His nickname was Ducky because Kendrick's last name is Duckworth. Therefore, his father's last name was Duckworth. Yeah. Uh, his father grew up in Compton, much like the uh, CEO of Top Dog Entertainment, Anthony Tiffith, and uh, when. Anthony Tiffith was a, a young gangbanger, mm-hmm. so to say. So to say. I don't I don't like using that word, <laughs> but so to say, we'll we'll use it for now. Uh, but when he was young and coming up, he would go to a Popeyes, yep. where Kendrick's dad was working. Mm-hmm. Every time these guys would come in, he knew he knew what they were about. Mm-hmm. So we slid him an extra biscuit, some extra chicken. <laughs> he gave him a little bit of something on the side. Yep. One day, Top Dog Tiffith comes into this Popeyes and they hold the joint up. They hold the joint up. They hold it up. They don't kill him. In fact, they seem the last to survive. He says that in the song. You'll get it if you listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they don't they don't cross paths again. Mm-hmm. Not for was it twenty years? It would have had yeah, yeah. thirty years Kendrick, because well, Kendrick, was Kendrick, a baby, Kendrick like, yeah, yeah, Kendrick was a baby. So he, the story is, if he would have, if Anthony would have capped his dad right then and there, Kendrick could have gone down a completely different path than what he did. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. And thirty years down the line, Top Dog Tiffith is introduced to Kendrick's dad, reintroduced, and they're like, "Holy fucking shit!" <laughs> That, you could have killed me 30 years ago mm-hmm. and you didn't and now like you and, and and my son are doing like this this you are the great he's the greatest rapper alive now and exactly. like if there is nothing else that like there's there are very few stories ever that have made me very very certain that there's a plan you know mm-hmm. yeah like there's a there's a divine intervention and in somehow yeah. that's yeah. like that's uh-huh. like this is the plan for everybody Cause like, just that is crazy that to is, think about. It is ridiculous, and it's like, it, it, what was more ridiculous to me was the fact that Kendrick was what one, two, three albums in his career had he, he had been rapping for ten plus years at this point, and they had they hadn't come he back had in contact. Never he had never told this story ever until his his third album. Well, because it's just another story, you know. Like exactly. to them, if they they have no association with each other, it's yeah. just another story. Mm-hmm. It's just when I was in the streets doing this shit, I did that once. Like it's mm-hmm. not a, it's not, it ain't no thing. Yeah. It's just another <laughs> thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, yeah, I was a I was working at a Popeyes in Compton. Like, sometimes you know, shit happens, sometimes you know. Sometimes shit happens, yeah. Like that damn <coughs> in general, it. Also, and that, that's what's beautiful. It's like it's the story of like what could have happened yeah. if that's what mm-hmm. if you would have gone down that road. That's what he talks about in the intro with blood, yeah. dude. Blood, blood. That that's not even a song. He's like, hello, man. That, that, I see that you may have dropped something and you're having a hard time finding it. Coming onto an album like that and then the gunshot. I, I, I was. I got chills. I was scared. I was, I was so like, scared. I was. Bah! 
But like it, it primes you, it gets you ready for what's about to come. I got, I got, I got, I got DNA. loyalty, got like, loyalty. That, that my back DNA. to back, and then after like the 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 little clip that they played of Fox News where they were and where it, they were it, it molds into right. Yah. Oh my god! Yeah, 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 like, yeah. This this was a crazy sound progression that like. I, I like. You, I haven't. I, there's nothing like. It. There's nothing. There's like never it. been a sound progression quite like it. Yeah, it, it, it's really ridiculous, and it. I think for me at least, it solidified Kendrick. Like, and not that he wasn't solidified. He wasn't solidified. Or this just this this officially made him the greatest rapper there ever was. Yeah, exactly. Like I was just like, he's really not going to miss. Humble, like, oh my, oh my, uh, be humble. And that was like. It's weird to me that that went so commercial. Uh-huh. Like that doesn't sound like a normal commercial it really, hit. It really does. Like at all. And you know who that beat was originally meant for? Not who. Gucci Mane. Wow. Thank God. That, it didn't thank go God it didn't go thank to Gucci Mane. Oh my God. Because imagine if we didn't get humble. I mean, like I know it went, it got way overplayed, and for mm-hmm. a while I couldn't stand listening to it. But yeah, now that too. now that time has passed and that stage is gone, uh-huh. <laughs> that song is beautiful, dude. My right stroke just went. Or was my left. Stroke my left stroke just went viral. Right stroke put a baby in a spiral. Like, oh my God! Like soprano, see you like to see me on a high note. Soprano, high note. C? <laughs> Soprano <laughs> C. Oh my god. Like, his wordplay on these albums, and he, 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 you get lost in it so much that you forget that this dude was really talking about some real shit on this album. Like, he was discussing religion, he was discussing faith, and like, beliefs, and like... The just, undertones like, of just all the religion stuff. Mm-hmm. It set us into a spiral. Oh, we went into yeah. a frenzy oh, developing theories because it was the Friday before Easter. <laughs> yeah. So we were like, oh my god, this one is damn. Is the other one gonna be nation? Is it oh, gonna yeah. be God? Our theory be. our theory was nation, right? Yeah, like, nation. damn nation? Uh-huh. Alright. Yeah, and we, de- we got deep into that shit, and we convinced we a lot of other people we really did. that like, this was coming on Sunday. It ha- it made sense. There was no other explanation. And then Kendrick it. was like, "I appreciate it, but no." <laughs> <He's> <laughs> and like, we were like, <laughs> "And we were like, well, it was fun." <laughs> he was just like, "Sorry, I got one album for you guys." <laughs> like, and we're just like, "Oh, like we you're like, supposed oh, to put out two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was so let down by that. I, but then you were like, "Yeah." You know, this was still like on its own. Yeah, cra- a work of fucking a cra- art, a, crazy a masterpiece. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't know like how he did what he did. Which transitions right into the next album that we're going to talk about. My favorite album of 2017. It's it's probably aged as my favorite too. Oh, Not yeah. the best, but mm-hmm. my favorite. Yeah, Flower Boy. Like th- like I don't know how he Dude. did what he did, bro. Like, Flower Boy coming. And off this of, was this was way different. Yeah, coming off of so you got you have Bastard, then you have Goblin, then you have Wolf, then you have Cherry Bomb. This is a very distinct. Like that, that's a sound. Career. Yeah, and you can and like, you can hear. And there was an evolution. There, there was, certainly yeah, was. There was like golf and or wolf going into cherry bomb. You could definitely hear oh, an yeah. evolution starting to take mm-hmm. shape. Cherry bomb was amazing. I love it, but it's actually his most hated album. Like people hate cherry bomb. They <laughs> that think sucks. It's terrible. That like, sucks. It's and it's probably because he was in that transitionary period. Yeah, it's it's because he was on his way to this, Mm -hmm. but you could not have possibly predicted that this was what was going to come after Cherry Mm -hmm. Pop. You know, exactly. Like when when Flower Boy came out, I I listened to Tyler. I thought he was okay, but I didn't love him because he just seemed a bit too horror. 
yeah, like... I want to kill myself and everybody around me. Exactly. It wasn't my vibe. I was just kind of like, uh... Like, I appreciated the music. I appreciated the art of it. It was like, you but can... Like, uh, I'm, I'm not like, really I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna casually listen to this shit, Yeah, you know? like, I'm not really down with the whole eating roaches thing. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just... Uh, it crosses a couple lines for me. Yeah. But, uh... Flower Boy Just a couple, out. though. Not mu- not by much. <laughs> <laughs> Flower Boy comes out, and it, it, it's got this this yellow cover, this 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 bright, of... just this, this feeling of, like, what's crazy is it's so intensely sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With It's it's like what I talked about the other day with Khalid. It, it puts off this perception of, like, this positive, uh-huh. radiating smile, so to say. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's talking about how goddamn lonely he is the entire yeah, album. He really is. And, like, it's it's really sad. I feel bad for Tyler. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> but, dude, this was an album, this my was, guy. It was beautiful. I think he, I think Tyler, Tyler's voice is on the album for, like, a... a 23%. Yeah, 23%. We talked about that the other day, too. 23% of the album, you hear Tyler, which is a stunningly low number. And Tyler said when he was making it, he kind of just wanted to, to make the music and sit back and let it do its work. He didn't want to uh, put on a, a bunch of verses onto each song. Like, enjoy what you're listening to. And Flower Boy really gave this mood that you could just fall into the songs and just, like, and appreciate the sounds happening. Like, God, it didn't have so to be good. bars. It didn't have to be a ton of singing. But it was just generally good music. And he built on that with Igor a ton. Oh, like, my God. Dude, the the step ton. up he took for... What's crazy is if you do analyze his discography, mm-hmm. it is an absolute progression. Oh yeah, it is. It starts as one thing, it goes to this, it goes to this, it goes to this, and it mm-hmm. gets so much larger in scope and artistry. Yeah, and you're just and Flower Boy, a lot more than the transition from Cherry Bomb to Flower Boy. You can tell Flower Boy to Igor, like oh yeah, that was definitely the next step. You know exactly, and like. Yeah. Nobody his his, his dope. pick for features were also really interesting to me too. Rex Orange County. Rex Orange County. Nobody I'm knew. so glad. I'm so, so glad happy. he put me on the Rex Orange so County. Happy. So and happy. And Uchis. I yeah. wasn't familiar with Caliuchis uh, either. And they had even done a song prior to that on Cherry Bomb together. Yeah. Um. And he took these. He took these <laughs> features, and with Caliuchis, he did something crazy with See You Again. See You Again, bro. Like. The video of him crying when he heard See You Again on the radio, that got me, bro. I was so happy for him. And when you think about it, like, that was really, like, his, that was his first commercial project. Like, yeah, first, like, commercial, because he got, he got a lot of pub off Yonkers. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that wasn't commercial. That song couldn't be commercial. No. (laughs) (laughs) Stab Bruno Mars in his goddamn esophagus (laughs) and won't stop until the cops come in. Like, okay, yeah, cool. God, why do you hate Bruno Mars so much? <laughs> yeah, uh, all right, Tyler. That's yeah, good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was a pretty scary guy back in the day. Not gonna lie. <laughs> but yeah, Five Boy, he was not scary at all. He really showed how much he he was capable of maturing and and it's, it's it really shows like his tortured artist type mm-hmm. persona that like was like very evident in the beginning with the content he made it was the truly like tortured type stuff that oh, yeah. sounded that way mm-hmm. but now it's like it's his content of the lyrics like on 911 Mr. Lonely yeah it's in the title <laughs> Mr. Lonely but like and like boredom uh-huh. where he's like boredom's got a new best friend oh my because God, like that song because like he's like like 
he's it's about his insecurity. He's uh-huh. like, do all my friends like do, they don't want me around? Yeah. Like it, so like I can't go to them. I can't be with them. Exactly. And it's something that like anybody with mm-hmm. anxiety can kind mm-hmm. of relate to. Mm-hmm. Is like, well, like it's it's the thoughts that like feed into your head that yeah. are like. They don't want me around. It's all right. Uh-huh. It's all right. Though. And, I'll be and, okay. And he's like talking about like like ha- like being I'm so fine. close to this these possessions that he has because he's like, oh fuck it, I'll just take my my fucking Ferrari and go drive around. Yeah, he's like, like, I know you guys are tired of me talking about cars, but what the fuck else do you want from me? That is the only thing keeping me company. Yes, that line right there. And Purchasing like, things till I'm annoyed. Uh-huh. These albums are filling a void. Been doing it for so long, I don't even know if this shit I enjoy. enjoy. Like, like damn, bro, that's is, sad. He's really getting deep into like who he is as a person who flower boy is and like to me uh this is just a working theory that i have but it seems like each album this is another one of those easy ways to tell like if an artist has done something creatively and artistically good is with each album i feel like he reinvents himself oh absolutely like he's becoming a different character and he's embodying it to the fullest throughout it and that is really cool is that throughout you can his title the titles of his albums are the characters oh yeah which is what? That's fucking brilliant. Exactly. What are you doing? It, it, it's 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 so simple when you think about it, and so intuitive, but yet, but yet, like, how it. have you? How have you? How has this not been done? I mean, yeah. Ye does it. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, Ye does it. Uh, Pablo. He. I yeah, mean, like, Ye is the and that's like I said, Ye is obviously uh-huh. Tyler's biggest influence. I told you, and I said it on the air. I think that Tyler is like if Pharrell and Kanye mm-hmm. produced. Oh yeah, yeah, and it, it, or reproduced. It's interesting to me when artists do that because it shows to you like how many different sides of them that there are, and how many sides, how many different sides of themselves that they perceive. Because they don't feel like that they're yes. they're just one of these albums. They're they're all of them. they're parts of all of them. Yeah, yes. and like it 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 speaks to to it speaks to more than just the music. Like this shit goes deep as fuck. Like this this speaks to to what it means to be it's human, to what it means to to just like exist you know what i mean like these are albums that really have the potential to resonate on the level way deeper than uh, culture for culture example. yes <laughs> like that and that's what sets this apart for me you know what i mean absolutely it's just a, a, per, a perfect album so favorite song for you had to be pothole jaden smith when pothole if, you, came if, you got, on, if you got tyler and jaden smith together mm, i'ma love it i'm bro. into some smooth like if you if you do some smooth shit and you pull it off like watch out for that pot oh like oh my god like when when that song came on like i'm just like oh like my mother told me (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh (coughs) but definitely um pothole this the the instrumental is just so deep and dark and i loved it and like he's just like watch out like he, he he's he always talks about these like very simple ideas that represent something bigger like this idea of being bored and how that represents his attachments and other things and november that's what you just said is perfectly what november oh, yeah. is he's mm-hmm. like my november was and exactly. then like you have all these stories because mm-hmm. november wasn't any one thing it's not the month november yeah you know exactly. it's it's whatever you think back to in a moment where you were just purely happy mm-hmm. and i think that's what's beautiful about flower boy is he really expresses all of these emotions this range of emotions Mm -hmm. of like well not even really a range it was about how sad like and lonely he felt yeah but when he thought back to november and how he wished he could Mm -hmm. get back to november like you feel that yeah deeply yeah you really do and it it, it's remarkable to me what he did with flyboy like this as soon as he released this i knew that like tyler was it's he was solidified his his peak like yeah and I, i 
Yeah, I don't think he's done. I don't think he's nearly done yet. Oh, I don't <laughs> either because he's still. He's got to be. How is he? 20, he's he's got to be pushing maybe? thirty. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I was gonna say he's not thirty, but he's mm-hmm. pushing it. Yeah. I mean, he got started in this shit when he was our age. Yeah, he was 16, I think, when he wrote the when he when he drew the Odd Future. Uh, when he drew the Odd Future logo, yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's that's crazy. It makes me feel like my life is just you know been way off the rails. Like, what the fuck am I doing? That's opposite. That's <laughs> not true. That's not. We're normal. We're normal. He's a rare he, case. Yeah, that, yeah, that's 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 true. But damn. And damn, you got it. Yeah, I know it sucks. You got. I've had to talk myself into that so many times. I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, Khalid wrote American Teen at 17. <laughs> He's like Billie Eilish failed. is performing at Coachella. She's 16. Mason Ramsey sang at Walmart once. Now he's performing at Coachella. <laughs> sang at Walmart once. <laughs> he's 12. He's 12. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, man, we really should have been on this years ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. Want to roll into 2018 then? The final year. Let's get uh, let's get into these uh, honorable mentions and uh, these because this, this this was a special even, year, even better than 2017. I, right? I, ooh. I don't know. I, I don't know. The, the, 2017 has four certified classics for that, me. That's that's true. 2017 has Damn, Flower Boy, All-American mm-hmm. Badass, and uh, 444. And I think those are all definite classics. Mm-hmm. 2018 has... Th- huh? I'd give them four definite classics, actually, too. <laughs> so you know like, what? They, Never they mind. Fuck the it. They're both here. amazing. Like, yeah. They, they, these are good-ass years. So uh, let's start with yours. Kids See Ghosts. Kids See Ghosts. I, uh, so, like... Kids See Ghost, if you don't know, is the the duo of Kanye West and Kid Cudi, and it's their their group. They released their self titled uh, uh, debut album the summer of 2018, alongside an onslaught of Yay Project. Got Daytona, Yay, and then uh, was uh, it Tiana Taylor? Yeah, Tiana Taylor's project, and like he was really he had been working on those albums for, like for a while. It seemed at that point they all came out seven songs, and they all came out. Oh, and Nas as fu- oh yeah Nas, and like. People heard that they're like seven songs on an album, like bro, that's an EP. Like, but when you're getting short. it all like this, it all seems like it fits together, you know? It, like it, when you get, because it was 35 songs. Mm-hmm. There's five albums, each seven yeah. tracks each, and you end up getting 35 tracks in a matter of five weeks. You're getting a lot more yeah. than just seven tracks on an Ex- album. You exactly, know what I'm saying? Exactly. Such a great way to to, to frame an album, I think. In Kitsy Ghost took that frame and they just amplified it by a thousand and it, My it, it, God, it dude, kids see ghost was brilliant like the the musical uh, range on that <coughs> album was just astounding you had a pure rock song on that a album with a ghost song. town part yeah. two right mm-hmm. and that uh, kids see ghost this album was uh, it's commonly characterized as like this uh being on the frontier of this like psych rap like this like uh, like psychological rap thing that they do because it, it, it is a heavily um, I, don't, I don't know how to how to put it but like it's a trippy, it's it, a trippy yeah album. psychedelic psychedelic that's what I was thinking uh, like this like psychedelic rock psychedelic rap I guess uh, is what you'd call it but like it was really just music that I don't know it sounded it's fucking art you know what I'm art. saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like Reborn, when they get into both of them, got deeply into their mm-hmm. mental health stuff that they've struggled with uh-huh. throughout the album. Yeah. But specifically, this song, it was very put on a like pedestal. Yeah. And, and not many songs ever for me. That that song was so uh, like it just made you feel a certain way, and it made me feel so like happy, but at the same time like humbled, and at the same time just like made me like feel and have a ton of empathy for what they're like talking about and like 
I don't know, like it, it really was music that created an emotion within you, and that's why it, it hit its mark so so well. Feel so the love. well. I can still feel the love. Yeah, this dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kanye just gets on and scats. He scats on a song. And that shit goes hard though. Goes you remember so when? Hard. You remember that video of the dudes that were sitting in their car? Oh when, yeah. And that's that part came on. And they were both like in unison, just like banging yeah. their heads. Yeah. They were like, I was like, this is exactly you what it is. Not Every that. time that part comes on in that mm -hmm. song, I do that because I'm like, you can't not. You yeah, know? exactly. Like you, you have to like you. The music pulls you in. Like you don't have to try to get invested. It pulls you in. It grabs you because. To me, it feels like all these different hues of, of, of color and of, of sound that really like transcend each God, other. That cover art, bro. The cover art. That was the, that was a watercolor painting. Yeah, looking at that, like it just blew my mind the first time. It was beautiful. I was just like, what? What are? And it fit the vibe. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. It really, it really did. And like, I don't know how they created such a tight project that that. It, it, it feels like it was double its runtime. Oh, absolutely. Like, it, it feels like a long God, the fact that it was only seven tracks is crazy because yeah. it feels so much longer with, like, Cuddy Montage mm -hmm. and, uh, we already said Feel and, the Love, Reborn. And Kid Cuddy. We haven't talked about Bro, Kid Bro, Kid fucking Cuddy. No, he brought the hums back in one of the force. One of the, uh, one of my top five favorites of all time uh, yeah. is Kid Cuddy, mm -hmm. for sure. He was almost my pick for several of these. <laughs> I almost had Man on the Moon Part 2, yeah, which is, I saw like, that. none of his stuff is, like, critically known as like the greatest yeah, ever no, but dude makes it music. should be he makes good music that, that stuff that, was good mm -hmm. I, I, I think Cuddy's problem has just been that he always comes from such a dark place but like that shouldn't be a problem because that shouldn't like, it, that should be able that really should put him in a place to be who he is open as a person, like, you know like what I mean? people should recognize him as this guy <laughs> mm -hmm. who is speaking from a place of experience with mental health issues yeah. and can help people, yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. Man it's... on the Moon, Indicud, um, he had uh, Satellite, just so many that were so good. And mm -hmm. even uh, Speed and Bullet to Heaven, I revisited recently, hated when it came out. <laughs> Dude, yeah. December 2015, that dropped, I was so excited, I listened <laughs> to it and I was like, oh my god, what the fuck <laughs> is this? You were just like, Jesus I was Christ, like, no, this is, this is terrible. Yeah. I revisited it, it's still not great, but I mean, like, it's, it's, it's good now, like, uh -huh. I could, I can listen to yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, no, it's Cuddy, just... The, 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 the duo of Cuddy and Kanye had been teased for years at this point, and people just... And like, they, they'd linked up a couple times, <laughs> Yeah, they had, uh, on... On 808s and Heartbreak, Welcome to Heartbreak. Yeah, one of the, mm -hmm. one of the best songs on that I album. I think Cuddy was on a couple songs. He he was on uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah, I think he was on a couple songs on The Life of Pablo. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that, that it's a really great duo, dude. Yeah, and I, I think like I, I hope they continue making albums together. Like, yeah, if Kids See Ghosts better. continues to be a duo, mm -hmm. please. This just, cannot be a one like, hit thing. Like, they, no, they, they have to keep going there. Kanye's production over Kanye's. And the, the rumor, they've said they that they're doing that, but you can never take them at face value. So it's like... Really? Did they say that this is a one Yeah, they said, they, still, they, they said they're still doing... They have music in the works and stuff. Oh, okay, okay. That, yeah, that, but I mean, like, so did Kendrick and Cole. That's, that's true. That was... That, yeah. <laughs> that was sad. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. I don't either. <laughs> let's uh, let's roll over into uh, the honorable mentions. We didn't actually list them. Uh Oh, shoot. Do we not? Okay. Nope. Uh, we're, I'll start with uh, one that's not actually listed in the notes. But uh, Victory Lap. 
Victory Lap. Nipsey Hustle. R.I.P. Nipsey. R.I.P. Nip. I remember when this album dropped. I listened to it the day it came out, front to back. I texted Tavares immediately. Oh, yeah. I said, you need to listen to Victory Lap by Nipsey Hustle. <laughs> this is an album of the year level shit. And I go, oh, wow, I've never really tried You were like, huh, Nipsey. Nipsey. Like, I've heard of him, but like, I never actually listened yeah, to his Yeah, like, I never really fucked with his music before. Mm-hmm. Like, It's not that I didn't fuck with it. It's that I'd never given it a chance, you know? Yeah. Because I love Fuck Donald Trump. That song fucking bangs. Yeah. Him and YG really go in on they that. They really did. <laughs> I like white folks, but I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but Victory Lap, that was that was a, a release that Gosh, like, some of his it, most it, classic songs and most recognizable songs are from that album. For sure. And uh, it's kind of, it's that tragic irony mm-hmm. that you see with uh, Tupac and Biggie in their last releases. Because mm-hmm. I think Biggie's last release alive was life after death oh yeah yeah that's true and then uh or ready to die one of the two which either way <laughs> very very uh and then pox was uh i think his last commercial release was all eyes on me yeah yeah I, I, but he also had right. machiavelli mm-hmm. and he god just it's really sad to think about how like that was his victory lap you know Mm -hmm. he had the he had a career dude this man was west coast oh yeah he's a legend in the west coast he is he is he uh he'd released so many mixtapes that was his debut album really like no certified commercial album wow everything else is a mixtape i'm pretty sure i i might not be 100 percent correct Uh on that but it was either his first or second i think that's, that sounds right because he didn't. I don't. I don't think he had many commercial releases. Oh, uh, he never about. did. But Victory Lap was. Mm-hmm. And after Victory Lap, I went back and I visited Nipsey's discography, and I was like, "Holy shit! I am so disappointed. Yes. I haven't been fucking with this man the yes, entire time." Exactly. He really is the West Coast, and like, this was only one thing he was doing. He was like an amazing entrepreneur, an amazing community serviceman. Like, yeah, he, and like, th- and he talked about it so well on that mm-hmm. album. Like, and that's just what's crazy is like. This was his victory lap, yeah, you know? Yeah. He got his Grammy nom. Uh-huh. He got all the shit from this this album, his victory lap. Uh-huh. And he was struck down in his hood in front of his store. Yeah. And that just fucking breaks my heart, man. Yeah, Every no, time I talk about it. That is, like, the it. most fucked up way. Like, I don't even... Yeah, fuck whoever did that shit. Eric Holder, fuck you. <laughs> all right. Which rolls into another very tragic early loss it does with my pick for 2018 album of the year swimming oh you want to do the honorable mentions first i do but it rolled so quickly and easily into it so (laughs) 2018 by mac 2018 swimming by mac miller swimming just tragic tragic it really was yeah and i I, the the craziest part about it was mac miller was another one of those artists who like who was kind of like Tyler for me because I, at first he just like sounded like white boy. He, frat yeah, it was rap. Frat, he was frat like, rap, you know? He yeah. was like, Yeah, I'm coming. At, hey, what's up, uh-huh. my guys? Let's drink a cold brew. What's yeah. up? <laughs> smoke some trees. Hey, bro. we can smoke some weed if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, I, I wasn't really into that thing, but then he released The Divine Feminine. Dude, The Divine Feminine was. And I listened good. to that. Well, album. I mean, like, even uh, earlier than that. Uh, watching TV, watching t- watching uh, t- uh, movies with the sound. Watching off. movie with the sound off. That was so that was good. A really good album. And uh, Macadelic was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Faces. Yeah. That mixtape. Yeah. 
God, he just had such an amazing mm-hmm. discography. And uh, when Swimming rolled around, I was really excited. It was released on August 2nd mm-hmm. of 2018, same day as YG's, uh, one of YG's albums and Astroworld. Mm-hmm. And I remember I listened to Astroworld and I listened to Swimming. Yeah, I remember back to that back, too. and I texted, yeah. I texted my group chats that I'm in. I think I texted you too, and I was like, Astro World yeah, was definitely, definitely not the best album released tonight. Yeah, no, that was easy to tell. It was swimming, dude. It, it was so good, and it was like off the rip. Like I, I was expecting, uh, like going into swimming, like I was waiting on the album. That was an album that I had been looking forward to, and so when it finally came out, and I listened to it. It, it was so it was so good like it was so far beyond anything he'd ever done oh my god like, uh, it's collectively easily the mm-hmm. best work of his career this yeah. it feels like what his entire career had been working toward you know yeah. much like what I said about Tyler's Igor mm-hmm. this is what it feels like his entire career has been working toward yeah. and a lot like Victory Lap oh not a lot like Victory Lap it's tragic because this is about overcoming mm-hmm this is about how it he is, was like, I'm finally, how, I'm finally at a place yeah. where I'm like, I'm swimming, I'm not mm-hmm. drowning. Yeah, you know? exactly. Which reminds me of a scene from BoJack Horseman and uh, where he's speaking at his mother's funeral. And he's like, I remember my mom, my dad, and I, we had a special relationship in that we all were drowning and we couldn't save each other. But for brief moments, we felt like we were swimming. <laughs> and like, because they hated each other. His yeah. mom, his dad, yeah. and they, they were not a good family, but he said there were brief moments where every once in a while you could feel it. Mm-hmm. You remembered you could swim. But then again, mostly not. Yeah. Mostly yeah. you're just drowning. Yeah. And when I hear, when I hear that, I, I watched BoJack Horseman so many times over <laughs> and over again. Every time I hear that, it like brings a tear to my eye because I think of Mac Miller. Yeah. Because th- that's... That's what this was. It was a moment uh-huh. where he felt like he was swimming. It really was. And people were worried about him coming out. Like, he, he made The Divine Feminine, like, about Ariana. Like, that was, like, his, his like, being in love and, like, all of that. But then it all, like, went to shit very soon after that album came out. So it's kind of like, very I know I, that, that can't be an easy thing to deal with. And like Not at all. We knew about his, like, drug abuse problems and things like that. And, like, just, like, the fact that he had dealt with, like, depression and anxiety. And, uh... It, I was swimming made me very very happy, and I oh, knew it off made the me rip, so happy. I was like, oh, "You're you're doing good." Yeah, exactly. And off the rip, me and you both were like, "This is it. this is an it. album that you should listen to often, if, every it, day, it, <laughs> like, it, as much as you possibly can." Yeah. If you are ever struggling with any mm-hmm. anything really, depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. anything. This album helped me a lot when I was down at college struggling with some depression. Yeah, exactly. First semester of college, I listened to this this album every day at top of the morning. Like this is the first thing that absolutely. I I remember, I remember, just every day I listened to something mm -hmm. off this album. I had to. Yeah, I had. And then uh, September rolled around and Mac OD'd. Yeah, and I I was fucking crushed, dude. That. I remember hearing about that and just like... I looked at my phone. I was with uh, Kelsey and Rasheel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, Mac Miller just died. Yeah. And and they, they're they not... I didn't, not that they're not mm-hmm. as... They're not as big a fan as, as Mac as me. They were familiar, but they weren't like... Yeah. They weren't riding for him like I was. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember being like, um, 
I have I have to go do something in my room. And <laughs> just the weakest excuse ever. I went down there and I just bawled, dude. I was yeah. like, and then I woke up the next morning. Immediately, I was yeah. like, "Damn, Max not here." Yeah, it was it was crazy, and like that, I it was so unexpected, so unexpected. Like I remember, I, I didn't believe it at first. I was like, "No, no, no, no way no. he died." Like, what what do you mean, Mac Miller's young as hell? How did he die? Like, and like, it just made me so sad. I didn't listen to anything else for at least three days. Like, I just oh, I didn't either. Like, every every time, every single time, I put my headphones in, mm-hmm. I was listening to something. From him, it yep. wasn't not just swimming. I was revisiting "Best Day Ever." Mm-hmm. No matter where life takes me, find me with a smile. Yeah, oh. he was such a happy person too. And, which, and nobody had anything bad to say about him. Nobody did. And he was he was one of those artists that kind of was like accepted as just being a, a, a cool guy within rap, but particularly a cool white person within rap who wasn't like, exploiting his position. <coughs> wasn't, you know, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't Mac Lamore. Mm-hmm. He wasn't Iggy Azalea. Yeah. Fuck Iggy Azalea, Fuck dude. Azalea. Fuck you. He was Mac Miller. Like, he was... Like, his relationship with Schoolboy Q. He had good relationships with all of TDE. Uh-huh. Like, and the the songs he made with, like, Absol, like, uh, Drugs. You remember that off of... Uh, oh, yeah. What, mm-hmm. Do Without Will? Or, God, that was my favorite Do song. Do Without Will, I think. That was my favorite song by far on that. And it was because of Mac. <laughs> yeah, he really had, like this huge presence that that everyone felt and everyone uh, like agreed with there was like nobody had any bad stories about mac miller because he was that guy like he was such a great person and like it's sad what happened to him dude but like i'm glad we got swimming before it happened i'm so glad we got swimming before it happened i'm glad we got swimming and uh swimming honestly it's it's probably my favorite album mm-hmm. ever yeah it's it's up there for me too. Like this is always. It, I mean, have. it wasn't. You know, mm-hmm. I I definitely loved it. I loved it when it dropped. It was it was my. It, at that point, I was pretty certain this is the best album of 2018. Mm-hmm. But then he died, and I kept listening to it, and I was like, this it, it's it's my favorite. You know, yeah. like this. There's yeah. not much better than this. This is what I, like for the longest time I didn't even know like. The, the difference in the songs because I just turn it on. Like, I just turn it on and shuffle. Like, I, I, or, or listen to it straight through, like yeah, anything. Exactly. All, no matter what order you listen to this to either, like you you get a good cohesive mm-hmm. album. Exactly. And it, you could tell that he was doing something like very intentional and deliberate with his artistic style on this album. And he, he nailed it. Like, Not a day passes that I don't think about this album. Oh, yeah. No. It, it's, I'm not it's exaggerating that, it's that either. Good. People think. I, I've said that before, and people are like, haha, nice. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not yeah, kidding. It, I think about Mac Miller every it is, single it is day. That good. And for the longest, it just like made me sad every time I thought about it, because I'm just like... But now, but now I'm, like, I'm at a place where I'm like, like this is a celebration yeah. of what Mac was. Yeah. Exactly. Swimming is. It's like he, he was this radiant, positive person who put this energy into the mm-hmm. world that was impossible not to love. Oh, yeah. You it, know? it really was. And his music really like progressed and and showed that not only was he that person, but he also was a, a great artist, someone who worked on his craft. Like th- there were stories about Mac and like his music and the way that he did his music would be like, yeah, they're like, 
he he just got all into it like created his own beats like if he was working on music don't talk to him because oh. like he, he's like he's really going in like he could do everything people don't recognize that he produced a lot of his shit he produced uh, and a lot of other people and shit. a lot he of other a yeah. lot of production for uh for i know jid thunder him and thundercat would produce together Dude, thundercat and mac miller are a pretty pretty hard duo to beat when it comes behind oh. when it comes to being behind the boards yeah they them linking up is lethal mm-hmm um. God, favorite song? You got? Do you have to go two thousand nine on it? I I actually go um. The 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 first track on it. Um. Uh, what's come back to earth? Yeah, come back to earth. That song is just heavenly to me. Like that's a great like, song, dude. And my uh, God, my biggest regret, my uh, greatest regrets. Feel like texts I never sent or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. God. That- like the, the my regrets look just like texts I shouldn't send. That's yes, what it is. That's what, yeah. And he, he, I have a thing just for intros in general for some reason. So do like, I. I have a really, yeah. I have a real draw towards. If you have a good intro, mm-hmm. you're, you're set for me. The the way that he he brings you <laughs> into this album is just perfect for me because it's like, it gives you like this very like, serene feeling, but it it. It doesn't hide itself, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's very open about what he's talking about. It's it, very open. It was very evident immediately this uh-huh. was going to be a very uh open album. Yeah. He like, was gonna like be very reflect- vulnerable. Vulnerable and reflective. Like, and like I love that from from an album because it, it really gives it meaning and it gives it more than it one. It gives me more reason to listen to it for it me. Does. Like I'm yeah. like I want to hear you talk about you. And exactly. maybe not not in the typical way, like man, I got more bitches than <laughs> anybody out bitches. here. I'm talking about like the shit you've been through, what you, what you're about, like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And Mac just did it perfectly with swimming. Yeah. Very few albums ever have I enjoyed more. Yeah, me too. Well, you want to get into the honorable mentions of 2018? Now? Yep, we'll wrap it up with the honorable mentions. We got a Kod. That was got to great album. I I. I most nostalgic value yeah. I've ever had removed one year from an album ever. It makes me it just it just reminds me of like prom season, where I was, what I was doing when I heard that album. Like absolutely, uh, we had Iridescence by oh. Brockhampton. Oh yeah, Iridescence by Brockhampton is one of my one of my favorites mm-hmm. of twenty eighteen. As soon as, as that well. dropped, I knew that that, that they, they hit with that album. Like, oh yeah, I was listening with uh, I was listening with Joanne Lee, uh-huh. another huge Brockhampton fan. Yeah. She went with us to the Brockhampton concert. And uh, <laughs> we were listening to uh, New Orleans, the first track. Oh my God! And we hear Jaden Smith come in, and we were like, we looked at each other, we went, oh, oh my God! <laughs> yeah. They did it, Jaden Smith saw it. <laughs> they did it. We were so excited. And then but, the transition into Thug Life. Oh, yo, oh, yo, it's a Thug Life. It's a Thug Life. Oh, so good. Oh, man. From that album though, the, these two songs is just really like changed like everything for me. Wait and District. District, bro. Those oh my. God. Oh and Wait, Wait. Kevin Abstract got really really he into really it. I loved it. I loved the way he talked about uh how he talked about how he struggled with his sexuality early uh-huh. on. Yeah. And uh, he was like, "What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Like, why can't? Why am I not attracted mm-hmm. to this woman who's just." undressing before me yeah 
it, it, he's very open and like descriptive and I think like Kevin Abstract's another one of those people who just like does a really good job of like being open and vulnerable about his music and yeah like, and that's why that's why I always group Mac with guys like that like Kevin mm-hmm. and Tyler and like they're just all collectively a great great example of being so open and vulnerable oh, with yeah. your music and they, they still like it, it seemed like they take this like kind of like pop rap route it feels like with their music but at the same time like they don't like fall into it's, the same it's, tracks it's experimental as shit though it, too. yeah it's experimental too but yeah that's another example like they don't fall into these typical traps of people making this kind of rap like they, they still talk about things that are meaningful they still do it in a way that's new and innovative and like I, like my favorite line on the song was uh, when when they go, um, uh, it, it's Joba I think who who says this, but he but he he like comes in on his verse and he goes because we're born with the dollar sign attached to our temple. Life oh. is a disserve cold most times. We're born with a dollar sign attached to our <laughs> oh temples. Life God. is a disserve cold. Yo, time. like he like I don't know what like, but the, he's just like he starts big and like he's he's like giving these very like. I don't know, it's just like a crazy thing to yeah, me that he says that, lyrics. like, that he said that at all. Like, that's just not something that I expected from a Brock oh, Hampton track. It like, was so good. And, like, they were really open and vulnerable really with this were. release in specific. Yeah, yeah. This song was, uh, it, it just saw each member kind of going through <sighs> uh, through their weight, you know, the things that have been weighing on them, you know what I mean? Gosh, yes. And, like, what I was talking about earlier, I was trying to think of the lyrics and they wouldn't come to me. It was like, uh, when Kevin says, I was, uh, I was writing poems about a dog in study hall and she was mad because I never want to show her off and every time she took her bra off my dick would get soft I thought I had a problem kept screaming in my pillow like yeah he really he really did they really did that like Like, I I, I'm not gay so like I don't know what it's like struggling with a sexuality like that but like if you can paint that picture for me exactly I am 100% going to be much more on board with what you're doing. Yeah. Like, I, I love I love the vulnerability that mm-hmm. Kevin Abstract and uh, Joba really got oh, yeah. really got vulnerable. Matt mm-hmm. Matt got vulnerable about his uh, his trust issues. Yeah. They all they all got into something mm-hmm. and they all talked about stuff and I thought that was really really important. And yeah. A lot can your, be taken away from that. Your distance was a great album. But there are so many other great albums that came out that year, too. Room 25, No Name. If we're talking... Best Critical Album of the Year. Oh, Best Critical Album of the Year. Yeah. I mean, she... Uh, best female rapper there is. She got bars... Period. About colonialism, my guy. About colonialism! Like, what the... F- who's rapping about colon... Who, who, who... Not, not even just that, but the line is, my pussy could write a thesis on colonialism. You what? win. Like you, you are win. you are a goddess. You are, you are yes. divine. You, you are feel divine. Me? That is the definition. Like the, the the sort of intelligence that no name writes with just blows my mind. Like, she is untouchable with uh, arguably any lyricist. Mm-hmm. She has the bars to go toe to toe with anybody. Oh yeah. When, like in terms of content. She yeah. is r- really talking about something all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome to see it's she so was cool. on she was on acid rap yeah she was on one of chance's songs was that a was that acid rain uh shoot no maybe. it wasn't no, i'll no, look no, it no. up it, it wasn't i can't remember uh but yeah she, she she's been doing this thing in chicago for a minute now she's like another she's one of those artists that like you could just imagine like going to a speakeasy or like lost a, a, a 
jazz club and just hearing her. Oh my like, gosh, Room Twenty Five was so fucking was good, so dog. Good. And if you are unfamiliar with No Name, familiarize your, yourself immediately, immediately. because uh, Telephone, still one of my favorite albums there is. Yeah. Every time I go back and listen to it, I listen to it front to back, <laughs> and it is perfect. It is perfect. Yeah, much like Room Twenty Five. Much like Room Twenty Five. But there's also DiCaprio 2. DiCaprio 2. We talked about that the other day, though. Yeah. We don't even really need to get back yeah, into that. Yeah, we really that. don't. J-I-D Just know, is... J.I.D. is the fucking shit, dude. Yes, like, watch out for this guy. But then some rap songs. We got Earl. Earl came back? Earl Sweatshirt, my, my G. My man, Earl? Free Earl? Like, nobody, like, Earl's one of those, like, he's one of the most ignorant <coughs> uh, rappers that there, that there are, period. Like, for sure. People know that he struggles a lot with, with uh, depression. People uh, know, like, what, like, his history is with Odd Future coming up. He was one of the best rappers in Odd Future off the rip, but he was 16, and his mom wasn't having that, a professor at UCLA, so she sent him to boarding school. My man was just missing, MIA, for, like, two years. And, like, people, like, like calling for this man, like, drop some music, and he's like, he's like, sorry, I- I'm at school. (laughs) (laughs) I'm busy. Yeah, so like, and he wasn't able to be with Odd Future and he wasn't able to tour with them, even though he was like one of the most, he was the one of the artists that people wanted to see the most. So it just like built him up this like, uh, this It's like elusiveness and this legend almost. Uh, This this myth, this legend that surrounded Earl Sweatshirt. Uh huh. Yeah, and then he, he 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 had Doris, and then he had I don't like shit. I don't, shit, I don't, I don't like shit. I don't go outside. And bro, like, that album in particular, one yes. of my fa- probably my favorite of his discography, besides some rap songs. Mm-hmm. That shit's so good. It's so good, and it's so like dark, and it really had people like kind of kind of scared. And that that came out what 2015? 16. 16. 2015 was Doris. Oh, you're right, you're right. And so after that, he kind of went silent for a while. wasn't doing much. Just had a, a ton of SoundCloud releases. That's like, when he was. That's when he was struggling most with depression. Was the last yeah. few years leading up to some rap songs because uh-huh. uh, right before he released some rap songs too, he uh, lost his father. Oh yeah, yeah, he sure did, and that was a huge thing for him. Like, that that was, it was. You could hear the influence in some rap songs too. Like he talks yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. He has a song dedicated entirely to his father. Yeah. Uh, who was who was also a, a poet. Um, but some rap songs really just saw Earl come back on this wave that nobody could half interpret and that nobody had ever seen before. Like, I, listening to this off first listen, I was just like, like I didn't even have an opinion after the first listen. I was just like, I need to listen again. <laughs> like, I was oh like, yeah, like I, 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 need, I need to listen, to listen again to this more. Like, I, what? Because he says so much, but that album is more than like the vocals and the, the vocals are probably 25% of the importance on that oh album. yeah you gotta hear everything in that album you really gotta again like you said with Billie Eilish is the other day mm-hmm. if you listen to this with one headphone in you were doing yourself a disservice yeah, you re- you an really immense are. disservice you really are he does some like his beat selection I've never heard anything like it nothing like in the way that he like layered his vocals and, and, and put them over these like very absurd beats like it reminds me a lot of Atrocity Exhibition, which is another yeah, Danny uh, Brown. Yeah, which is another album that was like I think most, I haven't revisited that in a while. I bet I if I go either. back, I would I would appreciate it but a lot more. Most critics named that their their best album of uh, 2017 or 16 or whatever. 16, came I think. Out. Yeah, and it, it, it's kind of like that, which is why some some rap songs got so much love and like Earl is really that guy. He's what 2023, 20, so we're gonna get a lot more Earl, and I'm excited. About yeah. That. We got about uh, eight minutes left on this recording. We're an hour and 52 in. So we're going to wrap this up a little, a little quick. Uh, we got uh, Daytona, Push It T. A flawless album. 
That shit went. I, I don't it know. was so hard. I don't know if I've ever seen Push that has bars for one of the years. best MCs <laughs> ever. Yeah. Just lyrically, flow-wise, amazing. And he really solidified that with Daytona. Oh, absolutely. Like, I've never. I don't think I've ever said an album is a classic as fast as I say Daytona was a classic. Oh, like, first listen. Yeah. I was Daytona's I, a classic. I was just like, wait a minute, like you really did that. Yeah. Then we had a uh, Scorpion. Scorpion. We talked about that the other day. We don't really need to get back into that. It was also very good. Invasion of Privacy by Cardi won her her Grammy. All right. Just not say anything. Yeah, <laughs> Care for Me by Saba. That was another loud. another yeah. great great mm-hmm. underrated artist that needs more exactly. shine immediately. He's, a, he's another one like Isaiah Rashad to me. Like, yeah. People like talk about artists, but nobody says Saba. Nobody, nobody. says Saba. Saba and uh, Smino. Those are two very good artists that Mm -hmm. don't get nearly, and they're they're they come up with no name. Yeah, they're 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 a crew. Ace is one of the best songs on. uh, Ace is Ace is probably my favorite song on that album. Uh With Sava Smino and No Name on Room Twenty Five, crazy song. Uh, then we got uh, Yay, which we talked about earlier a little bit with uh, his string of summer releases. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Black Panther, collectively a great great work of art and. uh, it's cool because like you don't even realize it but they're actually like telling you the story of what happens in Black Panther mm-hmm. like King's dead the king died like <laughs> the king died. they di- they did that shit <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> and then redemption J-Rock redemption that was a, a super underrated release but it, it did get the critical acclaim that it deserved I think. it did i it, I, I think agree. uh i i would have had it as a, a grammy rap album of the oh, year yeah. nom at least yeah. but uh but otherwise, it got great, great reception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2018 was all, all around. Just 2017, 2018. Amazing years. Great year for music. That was 2010 through 2018. The best albums. In rap. Dude, we really did that shit. Yeah. We dove into that. A lot of good albums. A lot of good songs. A lot of good artists. Rest in peace to a few. Rest in peace, Nip. Rest in peace, Mac. But yeah, that's it, guys. Well, uh, shout out our socials real quick with the little time we have left. I'm Coro Bloom on Twitter. Follow the Penny Bloom Pod on Twitter. It's Penny Bloom Pod. That's it. <laughs> I'm Tava Pen or Tava underscore Pen on uh, Twitter. Uh, also follow the Coro or the the Penny Bloom Pod on Twitter because follow that shit. We're having some good content put out every day, oh, every yeah. single day, and. Uh, also, I would like uh, for anybody who's listening to come up with a name for the people who follow our podcasts. <laughs> All right? So, like, just I don't have any examples off the top of my head. I don't want to embarrass myself. So, anything. <laughs> just a name we can call you guys so that we're not just up here like, everybody listening. Like, we'll be like the Bloomers or something. The I don't bloomers. know. The Penny Bloomers. <laughs> sounds like an old-timey, like... It really it sounds like an old shoe or something. Yeah. Kind of dope. Might go penny bloomers, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So like, hit us up, talk to us, let us know any suggestions, a segment idea, if you will. Uh, peace, love, and bloom. You know. Adios. <laughs>